after eating that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, you know, good they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. privately merry christmas folks merry merry christmas and uh yes i'll ask him for a youtube link uh punjabi prepper um it now seems that uh youtube won't even bother uh sending me a strike notice anymore <laughs> they just schwack channels um there's the new one uh there you go you can go up there <laughs> No Santa, I don't have one to tell the truth. Um, sad to say. <laughs> so uh, yeah, what was I saying? The um, oh, I've got no, got no chat on the stream, do I? Uh, why is that not? Working? No, not that one. Uh, come here. Where's the chat on the screen? I deleted it. What? Why isn't it showing up? No chat showing up. Ah, I think I know the problem here. If I go to this, no, this restream, restream. Where'd you go? Think refresh. All right, that should should in theory fix that problem. Now, just, just someone write someone in the chat real quick. Chat. Bill. No, it didn't. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. Ah, oh, I hate this tech. 
I really, really do. It's this. This is what happens when you um, you don't play by the corporate uh, rules. You get uh, shoved into the uh, the digital ghetto, and no no chat is available. Now, what if I do this and do this and I've I've lost the I've lost the chat everywhere. Restream, boom. Put that on. Okay, copy. Uh, that that's fixed. That tell your boys yes. Even on Christmas they can't leave me alone. Those fucks. Just, it's just such a pain in the ass to set up. Everything just not. <laughs> you expect it to work, and. Boom, nothing, nothing does. Um, well, it is what it is. So, uh, Danger Mouse says he blames... Uh, the Jew! Um, <laughs> I'm, inclined, I'm inclined to agree. I think they're everywhere. That's dastardly, dastardly hook noses. With, uh, <laughs> uh, Orlando, um, with respect to the rats, uh, thank you very much for the donation. Um, uh, right now, uh, I'll gladly accept it as it's Christmas. And uh, the the issue is is that I can't do anything without Rimo. And Rimo is uh, scheduling, how should we say, a uh, some planning a baby uh, through the uh, month of January. So... I can't. Uh, I want to. I want to do it. Um, I will name a rat, and I will uh, ask Armchair Warlord to let you into his Twitter. Um, again, my my Twitter is uh, always short and fleeting, much like my YouTube channels. Even though, even though, look, when I don't do anything, right? I just the, the last stream was literally talking about Robert Malone and um the analysis of fifth generation warfare and there were no strikes on that channel nothing no warnings and yet boom they come in and take it out and um i i, I don't know i guess that there, there'll be some corporate clause that uh once banned always banned etc um this is this is the territory in which we have to uh, operate it's it's just how it's going to be folks i can't stress that enough and you know i wanted to have a little uh little uh, pep talk maybe that's what my father used to do with me he's always uh <laughs> brenda's german hackers mass reporting yeah probably something gay like that and uh you know no one no one ever asks how uh <laughs> Broke back Brendan manages to stay up on uh, YouTube. All the time he's telling people he wants to kill and do all this. And uh, um, he is. Uh, he's, I, I can assure you, you can go and check Broke back Brenda's claims to having international arrest warrants. Uh, they would be listed on Interpol. They're not. And uh, despite 10 years being on the run, he still seems to have a functional passport. And uh, bank accounts are stunning. How stunning indeed. <laughs> just uh let's say there was a discussion in the discord the other day he's he's just a uh what do you call it five eyes asset and he's um how, how would i say his uh editorial stance is uh one of uh misdirection oh god don't take don't take part in the culture war please don't uh don't don't notice all those 
predators and groomers coming for your kids in the libraries, waving their genitals in your kids' faces. Oh God, no! Don't uh, don't get upset about that. Worry about backdoors into uh, Intel microchips from uh, ten years ago. <laughs> That's a Belt and Road Initiative. <laughs> Oh, wait, my battery's flat. <laughs> Not even my fucking goddamn thing. I'm going to have to go and replace the batteries real quick. He's probably Jewish, to be honest. Um, Maybe. Maybe. Um, He's definitely, uh, he's definitely gay. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Uh, Brendan is anti-Semite. I can't understand how his channel stays up. Yeah, um, like I say, ask yourself these questions. Okay, who gets taken out? Who gets, um, what should we say, uh, a, 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 a greasing of the wheels? Now, look, do, do they make it... Uh, <laughs> Do they make it easy for him? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, can you use VPN Fed Brendan? Yeah, um, Fed Brendan, indeed. Look, I want to go get my um, spare batteries. Just bear with me for one second, folks. Uh, sorry, sorry for all the tech uh, issues. Oh, no. So, <laughs> batteries replaced. Uh, marvellous, marvellous technology. Don't even have to go down the shop to get packet fags nowadays. Um, so <laughs> this, this, uh, yeah, what were we talking about? Broke, broke back, Brendan. Um, yeah, there's, uh, again, um, his claims to uh, having international arrest warrants out for him is bullshit. Uh, his, uh, I say, I'm... Everything about his story becomes more and more flaky the more you sort of uh, read it. Oh, God, I punched out my document of thousands of words with my broken wrist, yada, yada, yada. Um, no one can confirm or deny all of this. We can just look at, uh, how should we say, uh, metrics, metrics in the current information war. And like I say, limited hangout, uh, always talking about stuff that's... Everyone, everyone's got the picture now, and anyone who watches his stream, what you you're gonna sit there and listen to him screaming Whitney for fucking an hour, <laughs> and, and just sounding like he's got a bunch of sour grapes because he never got on uh, Alex Jones. Just do me a favor. He's uh, he's um, mentally unstable and. Uh, at best and uh, a glowing fed at the, uh, <laughs> the most probably realistic level 
Uh, maybe Brenda will transition. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, but enough about uh, broke back latent homos. Uh, what was the uh, other thing that I wanted to uh, bring up? I did. Um, I did the. Uh, should go back and watch him and Dawson debates. Um, is is there debates? I'd happily watch those. Um, I I was unaware of them, but um, Merry Christmas, Junior. The uh, I did the censorship issue. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't expecting the latest YouTube strike because I was so uh, so focused and I was like a laser beam focusing on uh, Robert Malone. And the uh, what I do want to do is uh, get on with the stream because there was an important important thing that I wanted to touch on as it's Christmas. So um, of course we've got our festive uh, covert moral bio enhancement uh, announcement and. Uh, Remember, folks, bio-enhancement is in the eye of the beholder. Throw on some holiday music, good sir. Um, I don't know what holiday music you would you would like. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to uh, to play there? I'm supposed to be talking, not uh, listening to Christmas carols. Much as I love uh, Christmas carols, um, the... Uh, it's a time and a place for everything. Um, let's see. He got nasty. Same with some of his appearance on Telpiot Talks. Uh, who got nasty? Uh, Brendan. You mean Brendan lost his shit? Oh, God, I'm surprised. Um, the, I, I'm telling you, I, I spent many an hour talking to him, and uh, he is, um, yeah, un, un, bipolar, I would suggest. And uh, anyway, <laughs> I keep talking about him. What I wanted to get to was the uh, main main points of the uh, the stream, which is of course the housekeeping. Um, if you were if you wandered in here, wondering who I am, that's me, Doctor Kevin Cairn. Uh, I was a principal investigator, I have my own lab and everything. Uh, now I'm part of a uh, <laughs> small ragtag of resistance trying to push back against uh, what is the coming um, dystopian future that they have got nailed on for you. Now, um, wonderful, wonderful that uh, everyone is being allowed back onto Twitter. Uh, I'm not. Um, you can talk about SARS uh, at the moment. Of course, uh, I would say that that's, uh, that, that topic will will fade into the distance and it's it's down to understanding the uh, the fifth generation warfare and calling out um, those who are engaging in fifth generation warfare against you and your families remember it's a very personal type of warfare uh, beamed into your living rooms and your smartphones designed to warp your mind um, the Ah, and your biology. Let's not forget that. Uh, the <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't get that centipede, but <laughs> you must be drunk, sir. Um, are you, are you saying that uh, <laughs> I keep eating all the pastries? What's that? Um, <laughs> the. 
if you if you if you're legit about calling out the protagonists behind this uh, this next gen warfare it, for sure you will be debanked you will be censored etc etc and um it's important that we you know we maintain a, a rock solid uh, platoon a battalion maybe i, I would be uh, yeah a battalion thousand thousand people um, coming in here every day to uh, watch the streams and the uh, Brendan O'Connell. Okay, <laughs> okay it's got. Uh, let's just say it's it's. Why am I speaking about broke back again? Uh, look, he's he's um, fixated on. Well, not fixate. He's he's holding a particular line, and um, you know it's it's a line that I find increasingly more untenable as he continues to rah rah for more American empire. And um, <laughs> what's what's his solution? Uh, Marine divisions uh, storming the uh, the land of Israel. Um, I think uh, that's probably going to be a. Uh, <laughs> An unlikely scenario anytime soon. Uh, he was fixated on some chick. Yeah, he's fixated about Whitney Webb, right? That's why. He just, that, that's why every other fucking sentence he says is Whitney, right? And he's is as <laughs> he's got bust bust vagina. How how other people get credit and no one talks about hope for it. <laughs> No one talks about the Jew enough. No one talks about them enough. And uh, what? you know, there's only there's only so much you can do. I try. I try to do that. I'm. I. I don't hold back uh, in my analysis. I do think that uh, the uh, how should we say the uh, Jewish power it has a lot to play in current events. I do speak about that. Um, but Brendan called Burgle a Nazi the other day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's clueless. He's clueless. But but then when you're getting fucking information from um, oh, what was his face, Roger, Roger the gay German, it's just what do you expect? Um, anyway, moving on. Housekeeping, housekeeping, housekeeping. Uh, McCannDojo.com if you want to stay up to date uh, with links. And uh, Griff links are there as well. Uh, Danger Mouse says, sent a Christmas tip. And uh, I should uh, I should give uh, uh, Anando a um, something from the soundboard. Let me just uh, see what I could do. Maybe you could have uh, a fault. Was this going to work? No, it's not. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Stupid thing. Stupid stream deck. Uh, maybe that was... <laughs> you had enough? And uh, let me just see. This is this. Um, oh, yes. Oh, thank you very much. Is someone... Uh, oh, two today. I don't have to uh, e-bake so much. Uh, let's see. One looks like Florida. Uh, you can have a... Uh, does this work? This, I uh, I'll do a... Uh, what's his face? That is me. Uh, I am a legit artist. publishing she. And uh, another one from... Uh, I'm guessing that would be Danger Mouse, if 
It's from the uh, Emerald Isle. It is indeed. And uh, you can have a... Fat Angie. Uh, are you in Brendan O'Connell, a gay couple? What's going on? I think you must be drunk. Uh, Chocolate is good, says, I left Brenda's Patreon because of his obsession with Whitney. She's a great investigative reporter. Um, yeah, I don't I, I don't read, I don't have time to read 10,000 word essays um, that just get to the point. Uh, give me the condensed version, please. And... <laughs> yeah, that one does require some eye bleach. I agree, gang. The... He, um, you know, what does what is he wanting? He's wanting everyone to just be focused on the machinations of the uh, international Jew, and um, yeah, we get it, we fucking get it. But you know what? There's uh, many, many fronts in this war, and all the time that he's uh, uh, calling or <laughs> supporting what seems to be a very, very corrupt American empire as it goes around uh, bullying nations across the planet. Uh, and this is no reflection on uh, the uh, the salt of the earth Americans. Um, it's your federal government and uh, ties with the corporate uh, infrastructure that I think is the problem. The neocon agenda. Um, that's what. That's where I think much of our problems lie. Um, we we must do our best to rein it in because it will. Uh, well, it's it's if anything persistent in its uh, war profiteering uh, let's see the money laundering ukraine operation yes uh, i'm going to try and get to uh, a little bit about ukraine well i'm going to spend a lot talking about ukraine because i'm trying to stay on top of uh, the ukraine war somewhat more as things are heating up and uh, just before christmas uh, the Russians put out a bunch of, uh, how should we say, um, fresh accusation, uh, uh, nothing new, and I, uh, that, but there's a whole bunch of new documents which, uh, because of Christmas, I haven't had time to read all the way through. But I want to just sort of get a gestalt for some of what it is that they're saying. But before that, let me just uh, plug our uh, live streaming platform and video um, playback platform um that's where a lot of expense goes because again i don't i'm not sure how much we can trust the, uh, the corporate platforms particularly all the time that you you if you're accurate in calling out uh the <laughs> deep state i guess uh whatever it is the corporate state the Thank your name to sure. There's so many to choose from, but it's those, it's those that want to throttle your freedom. And there's, uh, of course, of course, there is a, uh, how should we say, hey, like, like all groups, right? There's, they've got vested interests. Now, I will say that we have to understand the eschatology behind uh, some of these groups. I think that's important. Much, much like we would uh, lay bare the readings of the Quran and the Hadith to understand the motivations behind Islam, I would say that we need to do the same with respect to the Jewish lobby in the United States as well. They are a powerful group. They will debank you as uh, Kanye West will testify to that. Now, um, 
<laughs> rainbow fascism. Yes, uh, rainbow fascism is a good one. Uh, they're going to come and stick their uh, gender-bending uh, doctrine in your child's face and um, have you uh, shuttled away for to a uh, psychiatric institute should you uh, dare to question their their goals and motives. It, it's it's that simple. That's that's what's coming. You you will be considered an abusive parent should you uh, how should we say get in the way of your child's exploration of its gender identity. Um, that's where these bastards want to go. And look, I I get it that uh, Kang D that link. I've been trying to get that link to work. It does not work for me now. I would I just wonder if it's can't work. Damn you. The one, the one you dropped earlier, it just will not work for me. And I wonder if uh, Japan might be putting a block on it. Um, maybe, 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 maybe. But uh, yeah, I would have, I would have liked to be able to see that article, and I can't be bothered to switch the VPN. But. Um, Ye and Mel Gibson know. Yeah, look, um, I know as well. <laughs> like, you don't think that uh, my uh, my deep banking comes from uh, being how, how should we say uh, diplomatic around the questions of Jewish power? <laughs> I say there's a there's a modus operandi to their behaviour. Um, does it work, Maples? The uh, the article but you see it's not loading for me um vpn i use it for some israeli documents ah look i'm in the public uh i so now I'm, I'm not i'm not uh giving or uh, hiding my location right so or who i am and you know i think it's important that we have you know a public face to this talk of uh resisting uh, the state corporate public-private partnership that's, uh, well, you know, got a uh, <laughs> shitty brown line of uh, DOD wet dreams uh, riddled through it. Yeah, it's Nippon BS. Okay, um, thank you for confirming that. Uh, good to know. I, I, will, um, I will switch on the VPN when I, when I go and check later. <laughs> Looks like parts from RT, if you can bring that up. I think RT is banned in Japan, actually. Is it RT banned? Maybe. No. Okay. If anyone has the RT link, then bring it up. Send me the link. Um, I will. Um, Israel grounds top-notch US fighter jets. Oh, interesting. Mm. Um... What can I say? Uh, da, 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 da. Right, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Ba, 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 ba. Moving on, moving on. Yeah, I wanted to get to this. Um, Arc Medics blog put this out a couple of hours ago, and uh, I think it important. And I'd like to use that as a launching pad uh, for getting into the uh, the main the main <laughs> god goddamn uh, distraction. I will put that over here with the bio warfare. Um, bit of this stream um jicky does a good job of uh hammering home the point that uh, they're 
we have them on the back foot with respect to SARS. Well, I'm going to keep calling it what it is, uh, biowarfare. And the um, the infighting and the squabbling should be, uh, um, look, just brush it off. It's high-pressure environment for a lot of people and um, small differences of opinion in the scheme of things don't really matter that much. Um, it's it's about getting to the next objective. And as I was alluding to earlier, I think you're going to be hearing less and less about SARS. And, you know, just to sort of preempt some of those stories, what we have right now is China um, is going to stop publishing any daily COVID data, as is the UK. So um, there, I've uh, dispensed... Oh, didn't realise that had a block on it. Maybe I can um, put that in another browser, come back to it. But we are going to be seeing less and less of this because what they want to do is to obviously mitigate the, um, the data that's coming out that would show the... Um, the what continues to be excess deaths continue to be uh, a very very strong safety signal. But I would take this moment to say the following: in whatever's coming next, and I'm sure I have no doubt that there is because there's been this such this, such a massive 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 push forward. Um, China going out with its middle fingers up. Yeah, China gives zero fucks. <laughs> Literally, they don't care, right? That that is um, any anyone who has any illusions as to uh, the we say the cuddly the panda side of China um, needs to disabuse themselves of that notion. Um, China China's looking out for itself and its interests and you know again you know, p p pulling back some broke back bend in here their, their interests are very much in establishing trade routes across the Asian continent and making sure that they continue to get a big massive piece of the pie I would suggest that the current landscape is one in which uh, the Russians may be a fly in the ointment. Maybe Papi Putin doesn't want to play along with uh, the globalist agenda anymore. Or maybe it's all theatrics. I don't know. Um, I don't. We can only look at the data as we get it and just say that they're um, they're putting their money where their mouth is with respect to uh, holding the lines with respect to their um, cultural. Um, preferences uh no global homo for the ruskies and no nato on their borders uh particularly in what were once uh, you know i guess ukraine as a country <laughs> it's it's debatable what was what etc and uh versus soviet borders and crimea i get it it's all it's all very complex and um the oh yeah did i i forgot to bring that one up the the hamster uh <laughs> where did i put that please tell me i put that in my uh didn't put that here yeah the hamps the hamster uh <laughs> gadget prop 
because that's that's what it is um was was absolutely brutal um what did where did i put it i was gonna i'm sure i sure i grabbed it did i oh yeah <laughs> there is but this this uh after uh after global homo um uh, <laughs> fuck you to global homo agitprop with them saving the young boy from uh the woke uh parent one parent two um it's going well um this was brutal fucking brutal so let me so anti-russian christmas uh, if your media doesn't tell you where this is all going rte is available via vpn um but we were supposed to be streaming vpn on wtyl uh dot live but as is usual with tax raiding flicks at the coalface <laughs> things get put on the back burner somewhat uh <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hamster soup. You wouldn't get any protein off it. It would just be uh, flavouring. <laughs> flavouring for the wood chips that you've... Ah, <laughs> oh, base Russia, yeah. Look, man. They, they're, they're agit prop. Uh, that's a vote winner for Dr. <laughs> Oil for chips ain't bad. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Dash of hamster on top. Why not? Ah, <laughs> uh, I've, you know, I've, I've thought about that. <laughs> I've thought about that. The, uh, you know, the animals we have around the house. We don't have hamsters anymore. Oh, turtles and fish. They would literally make a meal. That would be it. That would be it. We'd be so screwed without spam. 
So remember, folks, get spam for when shit hits the fan. Uh, Comfortably Lum says, I have my own hens are laying. I won't starve. Yeah, till till the uh, till the zombie hordes come out of cities. <laughs> That's what you... <laughs> I love the fact that people think that once the uh, civilizational collapse happens, it's going to be some sort of bucolic uh, existence, smoking uh, cork cob pipes and uh, watching your hens rustle around the uh, the yard. <laughs> you fling them uh, uh, supplies, grain from your supplies. I don't think it works like that, folks. I really don't. Um, there will be hordes. Hordes of people who will be <laughs> moving in waves. True, true zombie apocalypse on your hands. And I don't care how many barrels of bullets you've got. Right? You ain't stopping human waves. Because the thing is, what, you don't think that they're not going to have guns and bullets? <laughs> you, think, you think that they're not going to be arriving in Mad Max type vehicles <laughs> with some gimp attached to the front? eat rats they taste okay <laughs> do they <laughs> do i want to eat a rat no i don't i really I, I really really don't <laughs> uh, says, i don't like spam it's not nice to me uh, at all but um you know if you've got a few slabs of spam and you know six or seven 10 kilo bags of rice you could eke out uh a thin winter maybe uh, as they sort of get collective groups together to farm the next seasons in the paddy fields as you all as we all get drafted into food production and but the you know once once trade breaks down once the power goes off it's people people thinking that this is uh a, you know, gonna gonna be a pleasant experience. Oh, fucking clueless. The only people who will have it all right as what I talked about with Charles, where they will hard point specific areas. You know, military bases and the uh, the whatever the oligarch class are. You know, ensconced inside of them. They won't. They won't be trying to engage in um, mass policing actions. I, I don't see that. And like I say, if you've um, if you've been if you've been forced into hunger that and you can't get warm, and that there is no there is no aid coming, right? Because you know at the moment we sort of curtail conflicts by sending in ngos and their uh, their kitty diddler um hunters in into conflict zones to traffic um fresh young organs out for uh those particular um special interest groups uh get a good knife basic for survival yeah um <laughs> what's the what's the virtues of uh you know bowie knife versus machete versus <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, right? I'm I'm sort of banking on that um that 
you know, there may be some sort of scrap of civilization left that, you know, we hopefully uh, realize we've got to have a younger generation coming through. And um, we, uh, we sort of coalesce around that and, you know, I guess sort of take our policing actions. You might, you know, what might sort of stand a chance is if you're in a well-organized sort of town that's got a lot of um, countryside um, between you and and the next uh, the next village or, or township, but you know once once you've got millions and millions of people moving on mass, I, I I don't know what that looks like. I mean that's that's literal armies of of the dead spreading out, and all bets are off. In such sides, I'm sorry to drop with such black bills on Christmas, but you know <laughs> what, what fantastic agit prop from RT. Um, all I need is a beach chair, a pair of sunglasses, some popcorn. Let it burn. Yes, that's that's basically the uh, the the mentality that you you got to take. Let it burn. I'll be taking the, the neighbor's body parts before they take mine. <laughs> I will live. <laughs> and like I say, prob probably your only real chance, like if if it really, really goes down, right? Some some sort of small township that where they're very cohesive, right? And you 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 do have um capabilities to take out what would be civilian type light armor but i don't know man once once those warlord parties start um coalescing and aggregating and uh, you wanna you want to get an idea of what it's probably going to be like the movie the road is a girl or the book the road is a i preferred the book myself but that's that's probably what it'll be like and you know what you you want to be in that? Not sure I do. <laughs> Not sure I do. I want to. I'll be reincarnated once uh, humankind manages to crawl out the uh, cesspit of animalistic, <laughs> hedonistic drives that would just turn that uh, turn that time into a complete nightmare. But yeah, um, beach chair, sunglasses. Well, I mean, I mean that's all right till I guess you know you get like a, a I don't know, like a limb blown off. <laughs> You've got to struggle walk around for a few days, waiting, waiting for the, waiting for the stray dogs to come get you. Because that's another thing. Uh, let's see. James says small towns, rural areas will do fine. Community is key, and they have that. But Fent use in such places has definitely made its mark. Yeah, well, you know, I'm look. If if we're if we're in a situation where look, all of Europe, right, looks like this, right, it doesn't just it's not just Ukraine, right. But let's just let's just say, um, I don't know the we can we can dispense with the uh, hypothesis that uh, we'll take as given that nukes are real. And um, Russia feels itself under existential threat and will use them. And um, what? That just stops at Russia. And 
boom, they, the, all of all of civilization goes out. And then and then what? How do how do you run your generators? How do you do? Many many things will disappear, and you know it takes it takes some fucking hard man balls of steel to to live. You know above the forty uh, fifth parallel, three hundred miles north of that, it starts getting fucking cold. So um, <laughs> the dogs in Ukraine have been eating well. God, what a what a fine Christmas for. Uh, you said Nukes Mark is going to hop in. Well, for sure. Sure. And I want to congratulate Mark on his last stream just about uh, logical fallacies uh, in thinking. Um, if there's uh, <laughs> there's anything you need to be aware of, it's those uh, logical fallacies. Uh, but this, this, if and and this, this is um, look, her pot's all nice and shiny. You think your pot's going to look all nice and shiny when <laughs> when you're having to cook over damp wood? And you're you're concerned that your smoke signals are going to give away your position. I say maybe maybe if you're in a small rural township, right? That's uh, yeah hasn't been invaded by fentanyl, and uh, you the church the church is uh, solid, and you know you, you can sort of maintain some uh, cohesiveness in that. That might work or. You, you just literally go lone survivor and you're out with a poncho um, eating off uh, bugs and, and bark. <laughs> Maybe that might work. But then probably you're going to have to worry about um, other predators, bears, wolves, all sorts. <laughs> and, you know, there's only, there's only so much ammunition you can carry with you. Uh <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, bro. Mm, Mark, do you want to come on? I was, I was just gonna dip into um, some bio warfare, and there, there are some names that we can look at. Um, maybe you can, uh, you can fill in the blanks as I, uh, as I bring them up. Let me, let me just rudely interrupt Mark's Christmas day. <laughs> let me do this. Let's see. If I don't see a, uh, car in the chat in 30 seconds, I will try to, uh, call Mark. Let me do this. Let me do this. And, um, let me do this so let, let's see if i can get um mark on the blower um boom for quick quick crimbo chat let's let's see <laughs> yeah you think you're gonna be getting bread i'm not so sure man <laughs> i'm not so sure let's see i'm trying i'm trying to ring mark <laughs> and uh it's it's not Charles this time. It's uh, Mark, who's Tonic Live. Let's, let's see if we can get him to pick up. Because uh, what I wanted to do was uh, after after the cheery, whoops, after the cheery Christmas message uh, from Jicky, um, we got through. And I, oh yeah, I still didn't get to what I wanted to say to that. But um, what it's we should count our blessings because, but despite sort of fractious sort of infighting and what have you um I, th I think the job has been done 
with respect to who you can look to going forward into whatever they do have planned next and the, the you know <laughs> that's likely to be famine pestilence and war oh we've done pestilence but famine and war so i think uh that's uh that's what we have to expect so no no um no response from mark so oh yeah, what was uh, interesting in this? So I didn't know this, but um, Dickie points to an interesting paper in here. And uh, he was, uh, it's this one. Uh, let's see. It doesn't matter that Michael Sanger misinterpreted the spat on his substack and declared JJ to have rejected the lab hypothesis because he didn't. He just said it didn't matter because they could never have made a virus transmissible and lethal enough to cause the worst pandemic ever. What this means is the coronavirus. Oh, there's Mark on the line. Hey, hey, hello, bro. Hello. hello. Merry Christmas, sir. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you? I am. Uh, I am at the end of my Christmas day. Yes, <laughs> I, 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 I figured as much. So but, uh, I, I'm hoping you've got uh, you know, a few minutes. Yeah, I can make a few minutes. My, of course, you know, you and I. Once we get talking, it you know quickly becomes three hours. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh. oh. What's up? How, Merry Christmas to you and the audience. Uh, well, I was I was going to be looking at the uh, the latest Russian accusations. So they've done a sort of aggregation of uh, individuals that they uh, have put high up on their wanted list. I guess as as a way of putting it. I don't. I guess charges haven't been filed, but. Um, a few names I recognise, uh, some I don't, and the I thought you could you, maybe you might know, um, because I, as 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 I was sort of discussing at, at the beginning of this and um, jumping off into all sorts of different tangents, that you you know I'm of the opinion and I have been since starting the streaming that we're essentially in a form of uh, asymmetric warfare, fifth generation warfare, whatever you want to call it, that's being conducted by uh, a essentially a global elite to push towards uh, a well technocratic future, I believe is probably the most accurate. Oh. Skype interrupting. Do apologize. Um, and the um, that Skype interrupted me. Oh, well, definitely a, te a technological aspect to it. Well, yeah, right, whether right. it's research, whether it's it's power, whether I mean, yeah, that's where it gets in more nuanced. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, definitely part of it. Yeah. So you know, rather than sort of spurging about, you know this super emergent transhumanism that people kind of believe is going on. Maybe. Um, I'm sure the intent is there. The the eugenics definitely um, surely is. Has been for a long time. But, you know, my, my sort of more immediate concerns are the five, ten year timelines and um, in I, th well, I don't know. Please dis jump in if you disagree. But the the 
push right now is to have people surveilled all the time, mm. extracting data for essentially you could put that into the transhumanist wet dream box but primarily i think the um the control it's just control and ma maintaining their grip on power that's that's i think the primary driving modus right now and you've got a very very um well, you're just going to have competing groups within that. And for sure, the Russians are their own group. Um, and they seem to be the target of what would appear to be Western, for want of a catch-all, because I don't think that includes just the United States. Um, I think I could take a uh, big swipe at the crown of my country, Mark, if I... <sighs> I, I'm seeing a lot of non-U.S. Caucasians, you know, very high power places of power in the United States. I don't know what that means. Um, you, uh, you said uh, non-Caucasians or uh... Uh, non non uh, non-American-born Caucasians, like a lot of Australians and, uh, in particular, uh, Scots, English, which is you know. <laughs> You know, Australians a nationality. It's not really a ethnicity, <laughs> generally speaking. Uh, it's just, it's just odd. And yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, we should. I want the best subject matter experts in the world, but it's, it's really odd to see. You know, like, like a, just a, a, a specific branches or just like a whole row of directors, like who are Australian, and you just kind of scratch your head. You're like, that's. That's odd. Well, you know, I is that not being called out a little bit? Uh, so, you know, honestly, Kevin, I can't even tell you who's running what anymore. Mm. I'm just as confused as anyone else, man. Uh, it's it is bizarre. Uh, you know, even when, when when we just say the Russians, it's like, well, there's Russia's divided. You, you, you're honest. I don't know. I, I'm with you, man. I don't know where Putin stands at anything. Mm. The guy is so steel-faced, you know? I mean, <laughs> maybe he's got 20 gay lovers behind the scenes, you know, and he's, he's putting on an act. I honestly don't know. I mean, I don't really care. It's just that I, I just can't tell anymore what's going on. Um, how much is theatrics? How much is real? And... I wish I could just talk about it for hours, but I'm I'm just as confused as anyone else, man. So I just try to stick with you know the evidence I can find, and uh, uh, there's however one would define fifth or sixth generation warfare. It's undeniable. There's been a lot of extra deaths around the world, several million. 10 million, I don't know exactly what the number is, over the last, what, uh, two and a half, three years. Oh, I, I want to um, say they're putting the number at 18 million. Yeah, so uh, now 18 million worldwide. I mean, how many people typically die every year around the world? It's it's actually much higher than 18 million. But still, that's, you know, unless there was some, like, 
I don't know. But, uh, I mean, that's that's way more than catastrophe beyond human control. Yeah, it's, it sort of sits right between some type of warfare activity. Yeah, yeah, it's it sits between Second World War and I don't know what's the lower metric. I don't know how many died in Vietnam, but I mean that was pretty bloody. It was well, Americans. I think it was uh, sixty thousand. Yeah, how many? How many? How many? <laughs> Vietnamese. Many, many, many more officially in, in Vietnam and, yeah, not American, correct. Mm. So, I, you know, I don't have uh, what Stalin said, right, you know, one, one death's a tragedy, a million's just a statistic, right? It's hard to imagine what, what that looks like in terms of uh, bodies. But, you know, I've seen just in the last few days, right, from just perusing telegram god that god that app is dark dude i swear to god there's a, if you if you want to you know get a, a view into the warfare on the ground in in ukraine and i've i've seen shots of you know dozens and dozens of body bags laying on the ground and them <laughs> being shoved into backs of trucks and it it's oh, i don't know i never get used to sort of seeing it um and i guess those that do see it i kind of uh i kind of understand the well the, the ptsd that must come from ah from just having to, having to do that you know, someone's got to do that job right <laughs> someone someone's got to bag up <laughs> bag up the broken bodies and uh, haul them off somewhere or you would at least hope <laughs> maybe it just well, gets if nothing else uh, i mean obviously there's the respect for the dead but it it's it, it is a sanitation issue yeah I mean, talk about spreading disease you have to clean that up yeah and you know this is this is where i sort of think things fall into um you know, extending the biowarfare analysis, and I, d I don't think that these individuals involved. Let me share my screen with you. Um, do, 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 do this. And by the way, that also uh, shout out to uh, Count Jiggy. Uh, um, Jiggy. Jiggy, yep. Excellent yeah. breakdown on the uh, uh, possibility of a of a. One of the research goals being um, how many cells can be transfected. Uh, I mean, that would be different, a different approach. I, I was thinking it was trying to reverse engineer the ribosome, but either way, um, it's along the track of, look, this isn't being done to help people, you know, deal with coronavirus necessarily. Um, it's uh, it is data gathering, and I I found it to be uh, probably even a more likely scenario than what I than what I thought. Mm. I mean, there is diversity in ribo and expression of proteins still, yeah. but I'd ne I they're a long ways away from collecting as much data as necessary to really start tabulating all of that. This is just <sighs> this is this is just the opening. This <laughs> is well, just the first inning. Whatever yeah, you want to call it. First first salvo, right? And yeah. you know, I'm I'm often sort of uh 
I wonder how much of this was just, you know, they know that they're going to get into some some conflagration of some sort. So how much of this is sort of training, um, trying to test out the, um, I, I don't know, large-scale population dynamics with respect to different stimuli and because um, because look you can't you can't have a war like 70 80 years ago where you know it's easy to point at the bosch or the those uh i don't know what did the americans used to call the chaps back then in the second world war <laughs> no doubt there was some derogatory uh derogatory term uh, oh my goodness why can't i think of it right now but the that, that's much much harder to do in in this day and age. So they they have to find what works and what doesn't with respect to moving population and getting it to uh, to take well, I don't know maybe civil defense measures etc. Um, maybe that was a, a one goal in what we were dealing with. But the. Um, I think it's sort of, well, I've got my ideological blinders on, but, uh, you know, I think the pin got pulled and now we're, we're seeing where everything falls out now from, I don't know, I don't know what the time scale is, five years, ten years. Do you think the pin pulling, the timing of the pin pulling was uh, planned and many many like like 10 plus years beforehand or do you think that something had happened to say well we're not it's not we haven't baked the cake yet but now seems to be the better time to pull it it maybe move the schedule up a little bit if there was something it might have been trump maybe um maybe he threw in a wrench into the um the gears as it were and they they decided that um america was because once america becomes a bit more in, in, inwardly focused on its own sort of national interests rather than sort of going around trying to police the world then a lot of the uh, bigger, more more complex. Let's just call them economic aims, I guess, become difficult, and maybe that was a you know I don't know they had they 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 were wait they had the plans ready they were just waiting for the precipitating event, and it it could have been any number of those events, and yet maybe maybe it was Trump, maybe. I don't. I, again, I'm. I'm not sure. This is this sort of destabilized uh, perception, and you know, I'm. I'm very, very suspicious all, all the time, of the prophecy, or people's interpretation of prophecy, driving events, because uh, I think we've seen we've seen that time and time again, through history. Um, so, a a any and all of the above. Agreed. Yeah, I think the I don't know, I, who knows, right? I mean, my I'm currently of the of the belief 
belief that a potential uh, movement of uh, a little bit more populism, if that's even possible, uh, because, well, it, it, you can see a lot of um, uh, urgent action taken through organizations created and laws passed from December 2016 and early January 2017. And see, it, it, it was like a panic to, to get things aligned. You know, new FDA laws, new, um, you know, the SEPI Coalition of Epidemic Preparedness. Um, there was a lot of things just, which very, I think more conveniently, you know, uh, without haste could have been put together a few months before the election. Why, why wait, why wait till the last minute? Unless that was all the plan. I, I don't know, but it's just, it was a, a knee-jerk response to uh, an unexpected uh, election result. I mean, look, Trump's been an actor. His job is to act. He is part of the machine, but he really did genuinely look freaking surprised <laughs> that he won. Yep. Yep. And, and look, we don't we don't know. That's an Academy Award performance. If he if he wasn't surprised, he looked really surprised. <laughs> If there's, you know, if the data analytics are so good, and they're, we know they're looking at everyone's communications anyway, right? They they probably knew that something was coming with respect to what would be their um, preferred candidate, as it were, mm -hmm. um, and maybe they didn't have. Although, if you think that they, if they had the possibility to spoof voting machines etc then the you would you'd think they could have done that in 2016 i guess and why didn't they i guess is the question and um, i'm sure they did that was probably with spoofing i suspect yeah, because I I, I, uh, want, I wonder you know is is the country really so finely divided, fifty fifty? Uh, it's I find that sort of difficult. Well, again, I'm sort of living in a bubble, right? So you get reflected back at you what um what you what you want to well, see a lot of the time. Um, but what I, I, names uh, were been coming up in this fifth generation, sixth gen? I don't even know which gen I've lost count. Um, I actually, uh, actually like the term the hybrid. Hybrid warfare is, um, I think, a better way because the uh, all elements of warfare can come into play, right? It's just it's just what the, the combative sides decide fits their needs at any one moment, right? And as as it gets more sophisticated, um, I guess you could argue that you've got a next iteration, but um look if they, if they need to they'll have you uh have you standing there slugging it out with uh spears and arrows and what have you um they've 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 got uh no um, <laughs> oh, sorry i didn't i didn't catch that so, i just broke keep 
keep breaking it could be out. Like the, uh, this, it, it could come to that. It really could be like the scene in uh, Gangs of New York where people go out with butcher right. knives and... <laughs> You know, table, you know, table saw blades. I mean, anything with a sharp edge. <laughs> anything, anything that can do some blunt force trauma, just, just pick it up. Off we go. Um, yeah. Again, I, I, I there's this issue of always trying to keep you off balance all the time, and then that enables a. <sighs> the other side to engage in what actions it it deems best because we're always we're always responding to them right and you know i'm 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 certainly of the opinion that they i think they thought the zoonosis would hold better than it did and that might yeah. have been a um bump in the road for them um and agreed the, the the problem is is that with the with, with these iterations that come with the sophistication of the technology most people just can't grasp it and so even though we're talking about it they they will you're never it's going to be very hard to sort of budge the needle on the median of the population i don't know the median iq average iq right around that sort of um distribution and mm -hmm. in in this in, in the current incarnation of warfare they're again they're able to push further and further ahead such that they they always have time to respond so even even though you know there was pushback with respect to um zoonosis they don't care um they've kicked the can down the road enough that you know oh, they can let all they can let everyone back onto twitter now and they can give a little win for the dissident side as they feel that they've uh, scored a victory, but the, the the game has moved on, and you know it's kind of why I was saying at the at the beginning of this. I think you know in a way it's a blessing because people people listening know who they can um, be gen genuinely honest actors in in whatever's coming up next, and all those <laughs> that were <laughs> trying to sell you vitamins trying to sell books trying to trying to do whatever to um, profiteer from the events i think can be put in the well you know maybe there's some useful information there but do you do you really want are you really going to follow them into uh battle as it were because they they're just going to be looking out for their own that's that's what I always associate with that mentality, right? They mm -hmm. they they'll jump on anything to to profit from it, and um, and so in that respect, the last few years has been good in sort of whittling down 
um, well, those who are listening to us, what you can and can't take as, yeah, um, good guys in in this and uh, in, in in our camp, our camp, Mark, my camp, our struggle. <laughs> Let me uh, let me do this. So my screen is sharing, right? Do you want to be on the screen? I can... nah. Well, for the for the screen share, benefit right now. No. Okay. <laughs> so, um, oh, this was an interesting tidbit. That uh... let's see here. I'm seeing. Uh, I might actually need to open up in the agent, but. Uh... You might yeah, have to I for screen sharing. So, <laughs> you know, you don't need to share the screen. I can actually just view the live screen on Twitch. Oh, okay. Okay. So and, uh, uh, it's almost in sync with our audio. So, okay. So the, funnily enough, this just came up as I was getting ready. So Rishi Sunak, uh, for those that don't know, because it's not a Anglo sounding name. It's currently the, uh, Prime Minister of my uh, former home country. Uh, <laughs> it died in my heart a long time ago. Uh, maybe you can, maybe you know who these people are. I was a founding partner of Thaleem Partners. Heard of those? No, sorry. Uh, major investor of £380 million. Pounds. It's no small amount in Moderna. Who signed a five-year deal with AstraZeneca in 2013 to discover, develop, and commercialize mRNA. Oh, that's a question I wanted to ask you, actually. It came up in the Discord chat the other day. Um, what's your sort of earliest dates that you have of DARPA pushing for mRNA technologies and sort of um, cooperating or, you know, but wasn't Moderna a DARPA spin-off? I'm sure they got some of their intellectual property from DARPA. And can, do you have recollection of when? Uh, I wouldn't be able to agree with or deny their DARPA spin-off. Uh, the uh, founders that I've seen do not seem to have had a relationship with DARPA. Um, and that includes uh, Nalbar Afian, the uh, Canadian, Canadian. Uh, their, uh, their, their chief scientist or scientific officer is a Melissa Moore who went to MIT and her mentor was Philip Sharp. So of MIT, he's a you go to his Wikipedia page. He he's kind of big deal. He's actually Philip Sharp, the 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 person who mentored Melissa Moore of uh, of uh, Moderna. A couple of fun facts. <laughs> uh, one, uh, he was one of several people uh, was uh, had his life threatened by the Unabomber because <laughs> and was interviewed by the uh, FBI regarding that. I don't know if he received the package or not. Uh, he's also the second largest uh, recipient of philanthropy money from the Sackler family, uh, who are behind oxycodone and the <laughs> making uh, so many. Well, I, I can't say that they made Americans uh, addicted, but 
their policies, their sales policies of Purdue certainly did not help, and it was extremely unethical. Um, there's a, uh, I haven't gone through the name of everyone involved in Moderna. I haven't seen a lot of DARPA. I haven't seen a lot of defense in general, um, or, or even DITRA for that matter. Uh, if anything, there seems to be a lot of MIT uh, connections, a lot of uh, uh, institutes of health uh, uh, connections. Um, but no, no doubt, there's there's money that came from multiple other institutions, one way or the other. Um, I'm sure DARPA was some of it. Um, hmm. uh, he plays plays a big role here, surprisingly big role um, in uh, in Moderna, which makes sense because it's literally their headquarters is across the block or on the other side of the intersection of the MIT Radiation Lab. Uh, going back to World War Two, DARPA is. Um. Or Moderna. Uh, no, Moderna's headquarters. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, Moderna is one. Is there also one block away where an officer, Sean Collier, was assassinated, and that's related to the Boston uh, Marathon bombings uh. Uh, from several years ago. Uh, there's a there's a lot of stuff that you know, You just look at it at the top level, and all I can say is. I bet my life that is not a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. But every one of these paths is almost a lifetime of research work to go down. So you can just list it out and you go, man, I hope someone takes that, that path because I got to keep going on the, some other path. But uh, yeah, it's like I say, dude. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Every time I watch your streams, I'm like, dang. And you, you, you've got this ability to recall it as well and the um ah, my dunbar number was exceeded a long time ago <laughs> so yeah, i get the gist out of what's going on that's that's enough for me and the well we still we still didn't get to the uh the main point but anyway it just this popped up i clicked the wrong tab so we i wanted to speak to you uh about um, so this is actually a good place to launch off because you've done work around this, which uh, you've got interesting ideas about. The in for me, uh, I, before I actually do want to just look at some of my notes real quickly before we move on. Sure. Um, I want to be sure. That, I mean, if it's not huge red flag here, let's see here. Biotech, yeah, the whole backstory of uh, the the two inventors, uh, with the uh, uh, who is it, uh, Caitlin Carrico or Carrico, Drew mm -hmm. Weissman. I'm sure they're they're very capable scientists, and I'm sure that they've been part of the pro you know the innovation of it. But there's there are too many trails to suggest that large components of this uh of this you know synthetic exosome or uh you know the lipid nanoparticle technology has been developed by many people uh it, it's not just you know two people by the coffee machine i can't stand those narratives it immediately makes me mad <laughs> every well, time we... i hear that 
we, we all know Robert Malone was the uh, inventor and creator of mRNA well, technology. He, he was definitely present when some big ideas were going down. I mean, yeah, in all fairness, as 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 uh, uh, critical as I've been, you know, he has a career that almost anyone would be super proud of, uh, as far as uh, you know, patents. Uh, being present with other, you know, highly accomplished scientists, uh, he doesn't need to fib or lie about anything in that respect. I mean, it's it's actually it's incredibly impressive. But there are other names on those papers also, and I think he, uh, I, uh, for some reason, other people haven't picked up on it. But I think he does himself and the community a bit of a disservice by just not calling out some of the other individuals that he's worked with okay let's see here yeah i don't again i, I don't want to say that moderna is not a spin-off of darpa without uh you know really being able to dig in a little bit more on that uh but it's never struck me as one um it uh Well, let let us uh, that that that'll okay, lead well, us. Here we go. October two thousand thirteen, the company was awarded up to twenty five million dollars by DARPA to develop messenger RNA therapeutics. Uh, in November thirteen, the company raised one hundred ten million dollars of equity financing. So there we go. That's twenty five million. That's a good chunk of change. How much of that is of uh, their overall funding? I'll need to dig in. But um, that is uh, right. that's uh, right there. Oh. But they had funding going back before then. I see 2011, FAN, who was uh, still the, their largest shareholder. Bansell, he was goes back to 2011, 2010. They were getting stuff out of MIT. Um, uh, so yeah, so absolutely, um, they they did get money um, uh, from uh, from DARPA. I'm just trying to get a date. Founded September 2010. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. Um, um, and probably one of the most important names to follow is a uh, as a Dr. Giuseppe Charmala, um, and uh, it is odd that that was also the name of some whistleblower uh, against Trump. Uh, I don't think that they're related at all. It's just a it, it is a crazy coincidence, though. Anyways, he was considered to be he has his name is one of the main names on a lot of their lipid nanoparticle technology patents i posted on your website a video that was unlisted somehow or another i managed to find on youtube of uh, of some technology presentations that he did i mean it's kind of mickey mouse stuff but uh it was so difficult to find anything on him but he left Moderna in 2019 or 2000, just before the pandemic started. And he's off to another company that is, I think, using the synthetic exosome or, you know, lipid nanoparticle technology as part of being able to, uh, um, you know, provide, uh, I don't know what the right word is, it like a stem cell type therapy for for damaged hearts. Um, sort of building on what we've heard some other people suggest as a potential direction of this mRNA technology. So he's moved on, this uh, Giuseppe Charmella, 
and uh, it's a good name to dig into um, to uh, you know to see you know where this uh, where this uh, this product line is uh, is is moving towards, and also Nubarafian, uh, his mentor was a. A Chinese American scientist who was uh, one of the powerhouses with respect to uh, also at MIT. Um, let's see, I would need to dig into him. A uh, hold on one second. A Dr. Uh, Daniel I I Chia Wang he passed away a couple of years ago. Let's see here. He. Uh, he was a longtime MIT professor, chemical engineer, UPenn. Da, 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 da. Uh, his research on fermentation, monitoring, and control of the bioprocess, renewable source, resource utilization, enzyme technology, product recovery and purification, protein aggregation and refolding, and mammalian cell cultures made him a pioneer, a pioneer in biochemical and biological engineering. Um, so, yeah, and that would make sense. As far as him being a uh, a mentor of uh, Afian. Anyways, I'm sorry I'm going off on a few tangents no, here, no, no, but no. No, there's a lot to dig into. You, you know, dig into the scientists of Moderna, and uh, I mean, and I would encourage everyone in the audience. Look, there's it's an ugly world, okay? And I think that there's a lot of good. I do have to believe there's a lot of good scientists and engineers that get involved in these fields. They have no idea what they are walking into, and then they have to make a choice. You know, they can, can they can advance the science in the context that it's been constructed in these institutes, and they have to play along, or they can seek a different career. Um, and I try not to be judgmental uh, about exactly who is approaching it uh, in. You know, in which different ways, right? Um, but nonetheless, you can get a lot of insights in the, into the companies by following people's patents, looking at where they came from, where they're moving to, uh, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's a lot more going on than just, oh, they just want to help people deal with COVID. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Moderna wasn't even founded as a company that ever considered making vaccines. It was not, it was founded. Uh, as a as a company that was going to use gene therapy, they were going to use lipid nanoparticle shells to be able to deliver uh, mRNA uh, to help the uh, regenerative process, to help with uh, uh, fixing uh, genetic defects, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it seemed as though a, f a switch flipped at some point that said, hey, you know what? Maybe we can make some money or maybe we can help out in some agenda change are now presenting ourselves as a vaccine company for a little while. And it's not really a vaccine. That's a, you know, transfection, et cetera. But uh, that's that's how it went down. Um, so I'm yeah. sorry. There, no, no, there no, no. It's, uh, uh, what I was going to say is what just came up in the chat, which is, you know, the, the issue with scientists, like everyone else, they're humans. Um, they may idealistically sign on i know i did uh <laughs> to projects and not not fully understanding the well the 
where the end results could could lead and the and uh, chocolate is good just said in the chat a lot get compromised and blackmailed along the way and for sure that's the case and i would i would just say look most scientists are um they're not grizzled uh rambo types that can survive in they they what you know they're a bit squishy and um like their creature comforts and uh, <laughs> ego massaging that comes with them being sort of the high priests of of modern modern culture and so to expect them to stand up um it it's rare it's it's rare to have a Carrie Mullis for example as a leader of a field right and different generation uh, dude different generation mm. yeah and yeah. you well and, and again i don't i don't think you need that many people at the top but because everything's so it doesn't even have to be like deliberately siloed but the technical jumps required to even just move across what you would think are close disciplines it is a mm. lot of lot of work so you know i can somewhat approach the genetic proteomics molecular biology but only because i had a sort of smattering of it as a, as a um undergrad and then you know i had to do journal clubs and what have you and sort of stay on top of my uh domain area but um what for, for me to just completely move into the you know the domain of um well yeah genetic uh, therapies etc there's there's so much that you have to um get a handle on right mm -hmm. and it, like you said it's a lifetime of research to go down any one of these avenues to have it down so you know it um, like the back of your hand and this is you know I, I I think that played into a lot of their calculations of well if we're, we're going to do it anytime you might as well do it now uh, type scenario again because th they could obfuscate or blind people with science as it were as, as to what, what was going on and, and now SARS will be, become sort of academic discussion or, or something akin to sort of 9-11 discussions on yeah. uh, on whatever on 21st century equivalent of uh, message boards etc and, and so this is why i'm sort of more of the opinion you've got to m move forward and think bigger bigger picture right now and <clears throat> and that's just uh the nature of the, the conflict in which we find ourselves and in in a sense you have to be somewhat you can't be ignorant i guess is is where i'd want to go and you know and i I'll go back to what i what i said earlier um which is right now after the last three years we've got a pretty good idea of who's sort of firing a, a straight arrow as it were rather than rather than sort of trying to manipulate uh 
events in their sort of um, well to profit from, and I'm I'm sort of seeing it on Twitter already as you know as, as people have been allowed back on, like each each one of the sort of pet theories that they have where it's lockdowns or depopulation or whatever that's that's what they're going to keep bringing to the fore and yeah they're, they're going to just carve that off into twitter space and um let them let everyone sort of go at it and okay <laughs> now what do we do and that's why i think we've got to we've got to keep an eye on the bigger framework and Hello, sweetheart. Are you kids back from school? Can you just uh, entertain the uh, crowd? I'll, I'll, I'll set up something for you, Mark, which is as we move into this. I'm, uh, sure, sure. I'll look at the chat. Um, oh, but the the, I, I just, no, no, no. I'm just, well, I, I'm going to be 30 seconds, dude. Just, I just need to do something. Okay. Um, the the uh, Ukraine and uh iraq but uh chemical biowarfare um let me pitch that up to you as a uh topic because this article that we're looking at right now is basically saying that any of the research biowarfare type research is rapidly being extracted out of ukraine as we speak i'll be back in safer uh yeah that's a a great kickoff uh point um, while Kevin steps away. So, while we certainly don't know the extent of uh, biological weapons research and development in the uh, in Ukraine's territory, I always want to say the Ukraine. I guess I played a little bit too much risk <laughs> as a kid, uh, but uh, in in Ukraine's territory, we like what we can say definitively is that the United States government was not expressing a major uh, concern or worry about um, biological weapons uh, development plants or research scientists in Ukraine uh, before 2004 or so. I found a couple of soft references to uh, the possibility that there could have been scientists who work with the Soviet Union who had subject matter expertise that went to Ukraine after the breakup of the Union. Uh, but most of the development, the, uh, the vector factor, uh, lab and other uh, factories, uh, the official narrative anyways, is that it was in, I think it was in the, now the nations of Uzbekistan or Kazakhstan and or Kazakhstan. Uh, and not Ukraine. And the, uh, the, uh, main the mainstream narratives, or I should say the mainstream sources, newspapers, etc., uh, even uh, congressional testimonies, I've, uh, I've gone through that. Sometime around 2004-2005 took a, uh, a different stance to suggest that Ukraine was a, uh, a nation that uh, we needed to uh, address their uh, their their former biological weapons programs and scientists who had subject matter expertise. So then the year two thousand and five comes, and in the year two thousand and five, 
um, uh, Indiana, uh, uh, the, the United States, one of the two United States senators from Indiana, uh, Richard. Um, Sam Nunn of uh, was a senator from uh, uh, Georgia. Oh, you're breaking to... up. Breaking up a little bit there, bro. Okay. Uh, Nunn and Luger had previously worked together on the Nunn-Luger program to uh, locate and secure and over time work with negotiations with have negotiations with russia to reduce the amount of weapons of mass destruction which at that time were identified as uh, uh nuclear weapons nuclear weapons and other offshoots of that so now we're in 2005 and suddenly there is a elevated discussion and concern over biological weapons technology in Ukraine and uh, uh, a young junior senator from the state of Illinois Barack Obama recently elected uh, one of the youngest senators in um, uh, I think US history is uh, is develops a relationship with with Richard Luger I don't know why it's a very it's weird i mean the states border each other uh but nonetheless uh barack obama's first international trip a uh a fed uh was actually richard luger taking him to ukraine to tour areas which been development in the past uh to to tour chernobyl and to uh to discuss and look at places which could have been used as part of biological weapons development interesting and then the u.s signed a treaty with ukraine short treaty of the two nations um agreeing on control of biological weapons and biological weapons uh technology now i didn't know this but treaties uh are immediately elevated to very very high levels of uh i mean they almost trump the uh the, the current federal uh, other federal laws as they are, are they're international agreements uh, yeah you, being a lawyer i can't say exactly why they, yes. they, ca they carry significant legal weight uh, um it's not a case of just carries, yeah of just dismissing your international obligations once you sign treaty laws um that that doesn't happen folks so but there wasn't any again unless it wasn't disclosed there was no prior evidence shared uh, or discussion of ukraine having these these programs they might have existed and they weren't told, right? Just because something hasn't been mentioned doesn't mean it wasn't so. But it is true that it was not mentioned or at least not highlighted as a concern. Now, uh, now, now this is, now the, the second thing I'm going to say here is also a fact, okay? There was claims that Iraq had a weapons of mass destruction program, or I should say biological weapons program, uh, much of which was focused on the research of and development of anthrax. There were weapons inspectors sent to Iraq, 
there were claims that Saddam Hussein might have had systems or, or uh, factories, that the factories might have even been mobile um, to uh, develop uh, or to, to grow and to take anthrax and to probably put into some type of storage containers or other devices which could be then uh, used as weapons, bombs, etc. And uh, as the uh, as the search for that stuff was going on, um, it was stated that Saddam lost his his biological weapons labs, many of which were mobile, sometime in two thousand and five. And <laughs> I couldn't even believe you can't make this stuff up, Kevin. There were actually claims or, or eyewitnesses. That there that they were mobile labs that were that were taken disassembled or moved using uh, in, uh, large cranes. I mean, like the cranes that you use, you know, to to take down a tree next to your house. I mean, you know, big enough to be able to lift up uh, uh, an eighteen wheel truck or uh, a railroad car. Um, bigger cranes, mobile cranes, nonetheless, but bigger. And so that happens. At the same time, we sign an agreement with Ukraine that says uh, we need to control Ukraine's biological weapons program, which might include anthrax. <laughs> and Ukraine withdrew its military from Iraq in the middle of uh, early or middle 2005. And Ukraine has the world's largest, or at least did, airplane. Probably the only airplane in the world that could actually move a mobile biological weapons lab facility. In 25. Now, these are coincidences. It doesn't mean that it actually played out like that. But, uh... I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've just... I've seen conspiracies with far less evidence get way more time on InfoWars. And this has a lot of evidence, and it seems to make a whole lot of sense timeline, uh, time-wise. And I've never seen anyone else mention it. If it's not true, I would love to see it disproven. No one mentions this. It's it's so in your face. It's it's kind of funny. And and the <laughs> sorry, the, the idea of mobile um, labs. Uh, it's it's not a, a make-believe thing. Um, I just quickly, well, I just punched in mobile BSL four lab. Um this one's they say free, but yep. three or four it's um yep. uh, you're not worried about uh biosafety lab uh <laughs> ratings when you're uh how would you say uh, skirting conventions anyway, <laughs> right? It's it's it, whether the whether the flow of air is precisely what's uh required versus um, you know, what you can get in a mobile lab or, or treatment of wastes, etc. These are these are technologies that have been around for a while, and you know, it. Your uh, mobile lab should not be at risk from drunk drivers. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, just driving while intoxicated, no vaping either on those uh, weed vaping uh, not nicotine but the um, 
the premise that there was a transfer of I mean I whose whose technology do you think it was that was that had made those labs is it something bought from american companies from I mean we're looking at a chinese lab here on on the screen I'm, I mean it's not out well first first well, specifically um the well while uh we don't actually have a uh, photo You've grabbed the uh, is, uh, as, uh maybe, let me start that again. Yeah, yeah. The the one developer that I can find that is one of the largest, possibly the largest, manufacturer of mobile BSL three BSL four laboratories. Uh, is a offshoot of a company called Dynamac. Um, they also a lot of the mobile laboratories for the United States Department of Homeland Security (DHS). Um, they provided a lot of the mobile labs which are used, and the then uh, uh, the uh, uh, anthrax letter investigation and September 11th, 2000 investigation. Um, the name Dynamac actually is a uh, an abbreviation of the name Diana MacArthur. Um, Diana MacArthur was the niece of of uh, Lady Bird Johnson, the wife of a uh, United States president. But more alarmingly, the MacArthur refers to a Dr. Donald MacArthur, who did work for the United States Department of Defense and is the person, Nick knows him well, uh, who requested uh, 10 million. Dude, I'm, I'm going uh, to make an uh, intervention. Virus in 1969. I'm going to make an intervention. I think this is um, Discord, um, just struggling with Christmas traffic. Um, I'm going to send you a Zoom link. Uh, Let me... Um, uh, Wait, 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 because it's it's important what you're saying, and um, it's it's getting lost in the ether. Let me just paste this in here. Um, you can stay on the line, I guess, till that pops up. Um, I but... see. We talk, you listen. Think. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> uh, not that one. This one. And I, I got asked to uh, send you a Merry Christmas from John as well. So, uh, Merry, oh, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. See you in. Oh, you, you dropped out. I saw you in there and then you dropped out, bro. See that? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Um... You, you popped in. Yeah, okay. No, you... All right, you might might have to. Oh, you're not you're not, um, oh, you're not you're not in the studio. You're not you're not in the studio. You're not you're not in the studio. Now we're gonna have. 
echoes. Yeah. All right. So switch Zoom off. Uh, not Zoom. Discord off. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. There we all go. Right, all right. Let's let's see. If, I turned um, off the uh, video. I just, it's just audio. All right. Let's let's see if How's that gives that? us. A, I'm hoping this is going to be better because you're basically dropping out every sort of thirty seconds or so. Um. So anyway, we got the Dynamac, uh, BSL mobile BSL three four laboratories, and the you were talking about some lady, and then it sort of garbled up, and um, I didn't catch what it what, what you were saying. Um, <clears throat> Diana, uh, sure, Diana, sure. something. So, yeah, Dynamac. Um... Uh, it was initially founded as a company called Enviro Control Corpor uh, Corporation. They have, um, let's see, have they been renamed since? They might have been renamed or purchased, but they've been around for, uh, they were around for a long time. Uh, they did a lot of interesting things. They One of the things that they worked on was the, uh, uh, taking <laughs> taking Airstream trailers and converting them to be decontamination labs for NASA back in the 1970s um, uh, because of all those pesky germs that can come from outer oh, space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's, which... that, what's that movie called where uh, they they get a satellite come down? And, Andromeda Strain? Right? Yeah. Andromeda Strain. Good, bloody which, good movie. Uh, which uh, uh, Dr. Joshua Lederberg emphatically claimed he had nothing to do with, even though he actually ran that program for NASA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, uh, just another one to chalk up there. <laughs> so uh, before I go off on too many tangents, which, which can just lose the audience, mm. uh, I mean, it's uh, we can talk about this company Dynamac for days, but they uh they did get involved in uh environmental uh data collection uh they had uh, uh they were uh they really did kind of push the limits with respect to uh uh using computers in the 1970s 1980s for analytics and they did develop uh mobile laboratories uh, which were purchased and used by the Department of Homeland Security in the early 2000s. Um, you can find pictures of them. Uh, they may be rebranded as something else, but they did uh, manufacture such facilities, which makes a lot of sense. You know, if you have a water treatment plant uh, and some type of other environmental disaster, there's a lot of very pragmatic scenarios where a laboratory that has environmental controls in it uh, you know, sort of a, a clean room would be would be beneficial. So the name Dynamac itself the, is a uh, it's a concatenation, if you will, of Diana and MacArthur. Uh, Diana MacArthur was the niece of Lady Bird Johnson, who was the president. Oh, excuse me, was the wife of Lyndon B. Johnson. Who of course replaced Kennedy after Kennedy was assassinated. Um, but her husband, Dr. Donald MacArthur, is someone that our common friend Saint Nick would know, because Dr. Donald MacArthur is the 
uh, person who was running the scientific research department in the United States military and personally asked for the 10 to $20 million in 1970 to research cancer-causing viruses, which Nick believes uh, was a, uh, or at least I think we all agree, uh, played a part in the advancement of uh, of HIV and the uh, and and the AIDS epidemic. Now, uh, of course, it's a the fact that he actually asked for the money in Congress is like, well, did he have to do it so blatantly? Sometimes I look at something like that as like, was he trying to, you know, just drop some evidence? that this department over here was definitely doing it. He could have asked for it in some other clandestine way. Um, probably even have gotten more money if he was uh, working hard enough on it. And that's all the, the espionage bullshit that happens here. But uh, the uh, these mobile labs, I've, now I, I've no reason to doubt that there's other companies and other nations making them. The only ones that I do know about, though, are, are okay. You got to put something in the mud, but they'll stick in the mud. Is this company and from the United States Department of Homeland Security is one of their biggest uh, customers, and it's uh, it is rather shocking that their founder was the same guy that asked for cancer. <laughs> causing virus research in 1970, uh, and. Uh, that is one of the biggest pieces of evidence that Dr. Leonard Horowitz uses in his book, Emerging Viruses, that St. Nick often refers to. Uh, it could just be a coincidence, but it's hard to say that uh, it's hard to ignore it. Anyways, it, um, so yeah, this mobile lab uh, concept now, if you look at the pictures of the mobile labs, like in the United States newspapers, of what they uh, suggested these, uh, they looked like. Um, they almost look like uh, like something you would see. <laughs> Going back to what you said earlier, in Mad Max, it was like uh, you know these rickety trucks with uh, you know tanks, you know strapped onto the side, and it, it did not look like. At least, at least, their uh, the the artist that drew those pictures, okay, made it lo not look like something that was legitimate. It did not look like something the United States would have sold. It almost looked like uh, like you would actually expect the post apocalyptic bio warfare engineer to develop something that looks like that, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just looking. I found a uh, PowerPoint presentation from Dynamat Corporation. And look, I've worked in smaller lab space than what you can get in these trucks, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm looking what's on the screen right now, and that's bloody well kitted out lab space. Um, now, you know, do, do you want to be handling? the most dangerous pathogens in them if you if you if compliance is your your major concern and look when you're at bsl free you can handle all pathogens right it's just whether you intending to do anything with them that you need that extra bsl4 uh, stipulation but if your if your mm -hmm. intention is just to be well 
I, I guess, uh, yeah, monitoring or culturing, right, even, even um, the, the scary Ebola or Zika or something like that. I th- I, I'm, I'm pretty sure BSL-3 is good enough. Now, again, if you, I guess if you don't, um, you don't care about uh, what you're putting down drains, and I think there's evidence to show in Ukraine that that's been an operational principle for quite some time. Um, mm. They they did have a I want to say swine flu outbreak um, that was very very suspect, and then there's I want to say cholera as well, and. Mm-hmm. These are, well, the, the Russians are also claiming um, TB resistant, uh, sorry, antibiotic resistant TB being infused into banknotes, etc. Um, lots of, lots of sketchy stuff seems to have um, been going on on the ground in, in the Ukraine, and something like that. Oh, for sure, would uh, be more than adequate to, um, how should we say, facilitate facilitate your biowarfare needs. If that's what happens, um, you know, with the resources and the espionage capabilities, if they were afraid of their laboratories getting found, why not just dig a hole and bury them? Why? Why all the effort? to move it to another country. So there's, I mean, I can come up with a hundred reasons why the hypothesis I just put out there would be kind of absurd, but nonetheless, uh, there's a lot of reasons to consider it and there's opportunity there. And maybe there's other components of it that we just haven't thought of yet. Um, I mean, anthrax is, it, it's it's almost as if it's not really anthrax itself that's a concern because there's a lot of anthrax in the world, small mm-hmm. amounts that are not harmful unless you're already a rotting animal. Um, that's what it, it does. It's part of the, the process. It's it, it really it's the manufacturing facilities um, and to, that can make it in quantities that are just uh, you know abnormal. And will easily overwhelm someone, especially someone that doesn't have access to good antibiotics or um, other life-saving measures. So the the, the even, technology even do, to manufacture is the biggest is the bigger concern than just you know just anthrax in nature. I was just going to yeah. say, even even if you do have access to antibiotics, you get a big enough dose of anthrax um, that they might not be it's able not to good. save you. Yeah, it's not. Uh... It's not a given. A couple of doxycycline isn't going to save yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> Were it so easy? Um, but the, um, well, I, you know, I guess, I, I guess the point here is that um, all of all of this technology is extant. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the treaties, etc., may. Well, I don't think that they're a, a guarantee that what they say they're doing within these programs are all that they're doing, 
right? Uh, 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 <laughs> yep. Uh, I, uh, amen. Right, I, would, I would go so far as to say what it does is it, in effect, can provide cover for because um, once you've got legitimate scientific traffic going on, it's dead easy then to start slipping in um, packages, especially diplomatic packages that mm. are, are not are not subject to scrutiny and. The well, uh, Giliana, you I'll never pronounce her last name. Do what's her last name, bro? Dilizia Giliana, uh, uh, Bulgarian, uh, uh Gates and Cheva, right. Um, you know, she did a pretty good job of showing that they were using diplomatic packages between uh laboratories that were under these uh agreed upon treaties uh, particularly Georgia was her, her focus primarily right but um, if they're doing it in one country you, you can take it as given that they're doing it in others and you know the mm. which sort of inexorably leads me down the path to Ukraine U Ukraine has been central to U U.S. or no, no, I don't want to just include U.S. in this. West Western, NATO, Five Eyes, I guess. Five Eyes, Six Eyes, if you want to include uh, a greatest ally in the Middle East. Strategic planning for many, many years, decades. So if you if you go back to um, you know the fall of the Soviet Union and our favorite. Um, action man diplomat Andrew Weber who was <laughs> single-handedly diffusing uh, every every known uh, WMD out there um you know his first wife was uh, Hillary Clinton's executive secretary that, that you told me that before but I um uh, oftentimes uh I mean look I mean it's uh you know, we need strong men in the world, but I'll tell you what, there's a lot of times you, you look at the wife and you're like, okay, so that's who wears the pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, someone said in the chat, Meryl Nass said anthrax isn't really a good weapon because it doesn't disperse very well. Um, well, I'm connected. Are you, are you back? Yeah, it's just someone in the chat saying Meryl Nass said anthrax isn't really a good weapon because it doesn't disperse very well. Well, that is until you make uh, a Merifrax and, and you can pulverize it down to, um, and I don't know what they're doing to it precisely, but so it doesn't clump, the, the individual virions don't clump together, right? Uh, virions, bacteria, spores don't clump together. And then... Uh, you get the fine dispersal. Um, maybe, maybe what she meant was that uh, the I don't know. You can't. It's not really good for killing a lot of people or incapacitating a lot of people uh, precisely. Uh, look, the the response to those Amerithrax had some profound impact. On the United States, U.S. law, rights of the citizens, etc. Uh, so, in that sense, it was extremely effective. But that was the a combination of more than just 
uh, you know, a, a couple of terrible fatalities. It was a combination of what the government seemed to already want, plus media, plus all of these other institutions uh, added up to that. Uh, but if you, if it's uh, you know, Army A and Army B in the battlefield, uh, you know, lobbing a few envelopes of anthrax across the field is <laughs> yeah, not going to do much. Uh, a, you know, it, even dropping strategic bombs, if people have the right uh, mask on or or even if they do inhale in some, uh, they can fight for a little bit longer and then you can seek first aid. I, that was really her point. Um, the, uh, the, the, this, uh, what we've seen on like, uh, uh, the, the, the start of the Stephen King movie, the stand of, you know, some bio, now a chemical can knock people out really fast, certain chemicals. We know this, but there's not many germs that can just within two seconds, have someone go from walking to being dead. It's, there's not many germs, a big germ, like. A lion could do that, (laughs) (laughs) but a little, even lots and lots of little germs. It's, it's, I don't know of any, I don't think there's there's not, there's always a lag between, um, exactly. Um, And that was Meryl Nass's point. That was Meryl Nass's point. But I, I think she would totally say something otherwise with respect to, can it disrupt the whole country and turn it upside down It from that's exactly what happened with the Marathrax. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so, you know, someone's agenda seems to be um, always being instantiated with these, uh, with these agents. And this is, Mm. yeah, it's, it's concerning. And you, you could say that they were, they've had sort of little bites of the, the pie, so to speak, and in the last three years, you could again just one hypothesis that they've they've done it on a much much larger scale, and you know where 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 does that leave us in the um, the global political or geopolitical frameworks right now? And you know, someone just, I just want to. Um, so Yana said uh, in the chat, in Ukraine's statement today from Sergei Glazyev, there is no doubt that other U.S. biolaboratories in the former Soviet Union are developing ethnically selective viruses to target local populations. And here, here is what I've spoken about before, is where I think this modern, present generation of agents is going. is mm-hmm. high, high selectivity. And the and you know to stay within the letter of the law, incapacitation, and they they can. Well, I th- I I think a lot of what these laboratories are doing, especially if you know, there's a a lot of interest around the borders of Russia as it stands at the moment, so the former Soviet states. I think that, that there's the potential to get in there with current engineering technologies and be able to take a pathog- a local pathogen, tweak it so that it sort of ups its um, 
its incapacitation abilities and you use you use it in a, in in a local context from from a military perspective that's that's what they would want to be thinking now you know i th- th- there's um you know i wouldn't dismiss uh jay's hypothesis of it's just uh it's impossible or more it's multiple seeding events to sort of drive the idea of a global pandemic. In fact, um, why not? Um, I would put that all in the sort of biowarfare uh, category. Um, it's biowarfare. That's still biological warfare. Yeah. That's still yeah. using biological agents. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that that's that's the lens through which you have to um, you have to look at everything right now, and <laughs> the. How should we say the 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 glee and vociferous approach around Ukraine right now, where literally they're putting blood and treasure on the line to contest the region with with the Russians. I I would I would say it's highly it's there's a high high probability that there was there were these programs ongoing in Ukraine and maybe that maybe they projected out far enough that they realized the game was up so they had to pull a SARS event to sort of provide cover I don't know I don't know but for, for sure there's something very very sketchy about the programs that were in place that we we see well just in the the evidence that you've brought forward and i don't think the russians are being it's not just all agitprop from russia with respect to their concerns about these programs and their role they could be playing in ukraine right now that that would be my current sort of i don't know gambit if i had to sort of you know weigh weigh things up with respect to you know what what data the public have available i would say we're seeing the sort of fingerprints of of, of what i just described i don't know if you have a different take but the it, it would make sense that uh that i mean without even evidence in front of us i uh, i would believe completely that some researchers, some scientists, and other military technicians have been, or or have, or are actively pursuing uh, biological agents which can select based upon genetic factors. It would, you know, if something like that is possible, I'm sure that's a tool they would love to have in the toolbox, um, and. Uh, you know, with what we know, I can't see why that would not be possible today or someday in the future. The question is, is is the state of the art right now such that 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 can be done now? And the question has to be asked because, and and we need some scientists to dig in, and they're probably going to have to do it independently, like you, 
uh, and, and figure that out because I could see it sort of the, the narrative, even if that technology, it doesn't exist yet, a narrative could be pushed that it does exist to then justify, uh, uh, certain, um, precautions taken in the future, uh, to describe events that may happen in the future. Um, so there's always this, it's not that the technology is never going to be possible. Is, is it available today? Uh, because if it isn't, it sometimes just people convincing people that we're already there is enough to get a desired result. Well, I, would, uh, I, would, I would say the technology is there. The question is how clean is it? Is is more the... It's a good point. Right. The only uh, the the only piece of that, you know, one evidence I have, and it's 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 not a it's not a proof case by any stretch of the imagination, right? Um, but the uh, if you if you look at the the demographics within the United States of people who have uh, COVID on the death certificates, which I'm very skeptical of all the different reasons that go into that, but nonetheless, okay, I mean the law of averages here will sort of take that out, but to have COVID on the death certificate. And if you look at a state like California that has a very uh, a noteworthy percentage of the population is, uh, is is Chinese, the number of deaths of that are listed as COVID in California of people who are also of Chinese uh, ancestry is almost the same as the percentage of the population of California, which is Chinese, meaning if there was some... Uh, ethnic component of COVID that was designed to impact people of Chinese ancestry less. It did not, there were no, there was no sign of that. There was no signal of that within the United States over the last two or three years. Now that's just one, one subset of one, one state of one country, which uh, might not have even have had a, if there was multiple strains, the same strain. Um, but uh you know, these, the allegations have been made and I, I can't prove or disprove it. Uh, but, uh, again, I mean, I'm just kind of doing a lot of speculation here. And, and if the technology is there, well, you know, what does that mean for, what does that mean for Americans who are generally speaking, very ethnically diverse? I mean, even most Americans who are Caucasian are, you know, on average, probably about like, really only like 80, 90% European. There's a, there's a lot, there's been a lot of mixing in the United States. You know, white Americans are just a little bit different. It's well, like, it's like, uh, it's like John Travolta said, you know, uh, in, in Pulp Fiction, everything in Europe is just a little bit different. <laughs> a Royale with cheese, please. Royale. Hey, dip that stuff in mayonnaise. <laughs> Look, man, I, I, I love yeah, fries so, and mayonnaise. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, where did you grow up, man? <laughs> well, UK, but we had ketchup. It's not, I, I remember going to yeah. Belgium, actually. and uh, No, it was Holland and getting, um, yeah. well, it was on a street vendor thing. And I just got, mm -hmm. I ended up, I got my order and there was just mayonnaise in there. And I was like, hey, what's going on here? But actually, it was pretty good. <laughs> I bet you it, it's good. I mean, look, we put uh, our fried seafood. Mm. Yeah. With the with the batter and uh uh yeah. Anyways. 
good good man so, nice rocks <laughs> i don't know what it, i don't know what it means uh, for uh, well let, for let me let me let me countries. let me let me put it this way so if if you were if you were to leverage that technology right th mm -hmm. then the um genetic marker that you would want to use or if it, if it was to be useful you have to have you have to have it operable within a very very select population or, or I'm talking about defense from or lower the probability from the agent having impact one because of the genetic noise that you have and so for people who are just tuning in uh, at this we're about to get j-pilled right now and there were a number of papers which came out at the beginning of uh, SARS which showed that the binding strength of the virus was limited or, or the race most least at risk from SARS were Ashkenazi Jews mm -hmm. then Finnish and for some reason Finns and uh, East Asian now there's a lot of crossover between Finnish and Asians apparently I didn't I didn't know this apparently apparently they consider themselves different to the Europe Europoid and <laughs> and so if and I'll just throw this out as a hypothetical if you if you were going to go and leverage an agent like this it doesn't it doesn't mean that it can't affect you all you're doing is is you're lowering the propensity for it to inflict major harms and okay. in in such a in such a scenario if you've if you've got a heads up and like that i play have you did you watch the last stream i did where i played the clip of um benjamin netanyahu I watched a lot of your stuff, but I missed the last stream. I'm sorry. I think that was the Malone stream, or maybe it was yeah, a, it was, even it was the book. Malone stream. So if I'm gonna share my desktop with you here and sound, and you just, I'll just put this up on the screen. Share screen two. And in this, you know, you're going to love this because um, it, it fits with much of your observations about um, data analytics aggregation. And um, Brokeback Brendan fans are going to have a field day because uh, it's, it's old Benjamin Netanyahu. And oh, he, loves, he loves Benjamin Netanyahu. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, how should we say, I just, I'm suspicious of them all, dude. I'm, uh, I'm a little suspicious, is good. Yeah. So hopefully you can see and hear this. It's, it's, it's two minutes long and I'll, I'll play okay. this and then I'll, I'll continue my thoughts on where I want to go. Awesome. Right. Give me one example so you'll see because I don't want to bore you with, uh, detailed detailed plans I, I, uh, but they are detailed in my mind um, we came out of covid first i described that in my book my conversations with albert borla pfizer and i persuaded him to give tiny israel uh, the, the necessary vaccines to get us out first from the covid and the reason i could do that is because we have a database 
98%, a medical database, 98% of our population has digitized medical records and little card. And anywhere you go in any hospital in Israel, north, south, doesn't make any difference. Boom, you punch it in and you know everything about this patient for the last 20 years. I said, we'll use that to tell you whether these vaccines, what do they do to people, not individual people, not with their individual identities, but statistically, what does it do to people with, uh, uh, you know, with uh, meningitis? What does it do to people? Hang on, you can hear this, right? Yes, I can. Uh, okay, okay, just perfect. Just, just checking is perfect. Okay. With high blood pressure, what is it? You know, you want to know that. So Israel became, if you will, the the lab for Pfizer. And that's how we did it. We got it out and we gave the information to the world, not only it's been published in medical magazines and so on. Um, that's a database we have. I intend to bring on that base database of medical, personal medical records for entire population, a genetic database, genomes. Okay. Give me a saliva sample volunteer, but I'm sure most people would do it. Maybe we'll pay them. Now we have a uh, genetic record on a medical record of a robust population. It's got, you have to have diversified populations. We have people from a hundred lands. This is a very powerful engine. Now, now let uh, pharma companies, let medical companies, let them run algorithms on this database, okay? I'm telling you right away that I'll give preference for a few years to Israeli firms, but you can create, and then to the world, but you can create uh, you know, a biotechnological industry that is un unheard of right now, unheard of, unimagined even. Uh, and these are just the examples. So we can become a lot, stave off Iran, become a light onto the nations in uh, groundbreaking uh, technologies uh, that will benefit not only Israel, but our neighbors in the Middle East and the entire world, which is what is happening anyway. But bring it to our so that that that's the end. So, uh, did you pick out any uh, salient points there, Mark? Well, uh, I was already well prepared for the uh, uh, the sales pitch for the uh, the databases and collection of genomic data and the big data analytics. Uh, it is it is it's powerful how uh, so many people have been encouraged. Uh, and had, were made excited to take a medicine that is safe and effective, uh, and yet they can't see that the that the elected leaders are then actually then saying, "Well, we're excited to find out what it does." Right. <laughs> yeah. We know it's safe and effective, but we look forward to testing it on people, even though we've already tested it. <laughs> this. <laughs> So th that that should that should leap out at you. Um, now there's a another little bit in there that leaps out at me, which is, well, we give preferential treatment to mm -hmm. Israeli firms first, mm -hmm. or, or first bite at these databases, and and make a note that he said, you know, we've got high genetic diversity in the country. Right. They they do. They don't have as many people as the U.S., but it, it, I, it's my understanding that Israel is is pretty is is rather rather a rather diverse nation. And so in in this, 
new world. Aside, of course, from the little Palestinian, the Palestinians that are squished into little corridors. Well, there's uh, uh, there's and, jihadists and very, from all uh, over. There's jihadists from all over that go there, dude, for their uh, their sabbatical years for uh, this. But the 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 point I wanted to get to is that. In in an in environment where, the, yeah, they want to leverage this technology. They want to be doing the database aggregation, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And in, in wanting to get the technical jump, right, uh, you, you want to make sure that, one, you've got to be able to get the technology or, or the technologies out there and test it, et cetera. And, you know, there's a, a degree of, well, you want to make sure that we have as minimal impact as possible. And I would I would put forward the premise that as a viable hypothesis, I'm saying it's the only one, but in this particular instance, it makes sense for race specificity. Or, yeah, in this context, race specificity makes sense. Right, because mm-hmm. at the at the higher up levels, those uh, quote unquote Israeli co- companies, okay, are are going to want to minimize risk to themselves. Now, you know, maybe there was some human testing of SARS beforehand. I don't know. Um, I don't think anyone will ever really know. But in in a in a world where we're moving forward to a different industrial paradigm where data is still a cheesy term, the new oil, they want, they want to get a jump on the competition. And so in this instance, it makes perfect sense for me that we could, that we see, we see these data pieces line up now. Does it mean that's exactly what happened? Not necessarily, but I would put forward the argument that in any, if, if we're to get any investigation, that has to be looked at. And in an environment where uh, that country is not subject to any scrutiny with respect to its bioweapons research, of course they could spin up something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the the racial component to me, you know, this is where I can see it being leveraged to, to make something that's, um, you know, you, you're just going to pick off, I don't know, think from an Israeli perspective, the Arab in the in, in the shopping malls right? or on the on the West Bank um, and, you know, be lethal to them. I, I don't think is is that likely, right? But in in something in a, in a scenario, high hyper complex scenario like we're looking at right now, what I just described makes more sense. And so, again, I would say it's still it's still a form of bio warfare. It's still um, it's still caused harm. It's still caused mm-hmm. um, distress, loss. You know, you name it, it's gone out there, and you know, with the with the added benefit that there's a um, a, a chronic component to it that 
leverages a customer base even more going into the future. Right? If you if you can knock out thirty percent of the population and give them an ME type illness, chronic Lyme type illness, mm-hmm. right? Then you've you, you're opening the door to um, all all sorts of new new interventions and therapies that could be um, of of benefit and also leverage right so it doesn't just have to be money can you know if you're if you're sick enough then you'd look relief from anywhere and if that relief comes with strings attached which is i don't know with that you know it's like any sort of soft diplomacy right ah we'll we'll come and uh, we can fix that for you um just uh just stop stop criticizing our settlement program and um the, any other of the uh the elements we could point at our, our control of banking industries <laughs> black rap artists well, stop I mean, bringing it, it up israel's definitely had a role here um in uh this is a great video uh, it highlights uh, the uh, you know them being proud of getting their uh, a jump. I do recall that they seem to be embracing the vaccine rollout. Yeah, so uh, the, you know, pe- pe- very pe- early people yeah. say, but they did that. They subjected their um, their country to the vaccines as well. Well, yeah, of course they did. They want to yeah. know that they want to know. But if you <laughs> if you know not to take it. Right, uh, you know how many? Who, who knows what was said to what um, little temple? Yeah, you want you might want to steer clear of this this uh, medical countermeasure this time. Just uh, yeah, and uh, there's a good chance that there could be a few nurses that um, you know miss. Right, right. You know, yeah. like uh, there might be like. <laughs> One particular uh, room uh, at the at the clinic where you notice there's like a pool of mRNA just <laughs> blowing out from under the door, missed missed arms, <laughs> hosing it down. Um, but the is uh, a, a, a element that I'm going to bring up here, and that is the. Uh, I mean, all these countries, they're all both allying and stabbing each other at the mm-hmm. same time. Uh, China had routes, Belt and Road and transport routes through Ukraine. I think they would have preferred to go Ukraine. And now with Russia in Ukraine, it's a little bit more tricky. Um, India is, you know, they have their routes, which are right now more uh, more they're actually going to have to be uh, using the uh, the water the waterways still um, because of uh, geographical uh, limitations at the moment, anyways. Uh, but a lot of the most impactful reports that have come out, which have uh, uh, raised um, raised the alarm as to what China's role is has been or is with respect to the uh, 
SARS-CoV-2, the COVID-19 pandemic, have come out of India. But I think India, which was sort of used as a place to um, uh, rinse these, uh, this research, which actually came from uh, Israel. So there's this uh, Danny Shoham, last name S-H-O-H-A-M, first name D-A-N-Y, okay, uh, who wrote most of the uh, articles in this uh, Chemical Biological Weapons magazine, which was published by the Manohar Parakar Institute for Defense Studies and Analysis in uh, in India. Um but this uh, Danny Shoham is actually a Israeli military strategist uh, who has published in Israel and who's also worked directly with the United States government regarding, I think, going back to 9-11. So the, uh, the concerns about Chinese scientists uh, being involved in espionage, providing Ebola samples to China or to the Wuhan lab, et cetera, well, some of that curiously came out of India, and you could see India isn't always on the best of terms with China. Um, a lot of those authors, or at least in this case, Danny Shoham, is actually from Israel. So you could see Israel sort of stirring up the shit. Um, uh, and at the same time, knowing that ah, you don't want to do it directly. You want someone else to publish your papers. Wait, so, are, you, are you saying they were poisoning the well between uh... – there you <laughs> Yeah, you mark just yeah. Israel is a very, very competitive state with some very competitive people in it. <laughs> I have no problem saying that. Um, uh, it it is what it is, man. You know, um, I mean, I believe that the uh, response needs to be to well, let's out compete. Um, but uh, that said, it, yeah, they it's that's exactly what has happened. So uh, everything from all of these players needs to be taken with more than a few grains of table salt um, or kosher salt, if you prefer. <laughs> and uh, um... what's involved in kosher salt? I mean, isn't isn't salt? I don't know. Salt? I don't know. It does seem to to work pretty good with fish meals, though. But anyways. Uh, it doesn't have the. I don't think it doesn't have the iodine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So it's uh. uh I, it's uh, it's. I think for health reasons, it's not necessarily preferred. But, anyways, whatever. Uh. You know, the, these are all elements to consider. Um, you could see how, uh, I mean, I mean, economically, China's definitely been, has taken a hit from this. It, I can't see how they have come out winning after this event. Maybe, uh, it, you know, the, uh, how they have benefited just hasn't been revealed yet. Um, uh, so that doesn't mean that they're necessarily innocent. Maybe the whole plan all along was to have this nice zoonosis narrative. Everyone was going to play along. Um, and uh, someone in, in India, and it might have even been 
some Israeli institute using India said, "Hey, guess what? We can we can we can fast forward the lab leak narrative by a year by dropping this paper out there." And it totally, it just totally stirred things up. Uh, the, the the plan might not have been to, to talk lab leak possibilities until much later. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's just, it's not clear. Um, um, but you have to be you know aware. And the, the longer I go, the more I'm skeptical I am of all of these players in this mess. Um, was Russia's... Uh, invasion of Ukraine certainly does seem to be, it's definitely going to be screwing up a lot of these trade routes. Um, did Russia, and then you go, well, I mean, Brendan O'Connell has said some things that have been really infuriating to me, especially about law enforcement, but he has brought forward evidence about collusion between Putin and the Russian government and Israel. And then you go, wow, so if Russia knew that Israel was going to use India to backstab China and then make China have to go through Russia to get its stuff to Europe, right? If you follow me there, I could see now Russia being like, hey, Israel, I have an idea. We know this COVID thing is going to happen. Tell you what, you take this paper. No one will expect this to come out of India. And you create the lab leak narrative uh, at this time, and it's going to force China to have to ship their supplies through us, because we're also going to own Ukraine by then. It's 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 amazing. So this all of this genetic research agenda is 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 being done in tandem with nations using these narratives to, you know, um, capture trade routes as well. Um, it's. <laughs> Man, I mean, Kevin, I'm not equipped to talk about all of the geopolitics of it. I'm not. I haven't studied it. Uh, I just, you know, look at things as the topics come up, right? Um, but it's pretty clear it's the, the, the two agendas are merging. Um, and they've probably been that way for, for quite a while right now. Um, yeah, and look, the, the simple fact is is that look us and a mensch and supposed to know we're probably lucky that we're getting the glimpses that we are right at this time because look even look, go back to the second world war i always find that a good bracketing um event mm -hmm. you know what did people have have for information the daily newspaper and the, the radio and that that was probably it. And then I don't know. No, most... no. They if they went to the movies before the, the before the feature film started, the U.S. government would play like a two to five minute film reel about uh, about how awesome the U.S. military was, kicking the kicking the butts of the Japanese and the and the Germans. Oh, pathé reel. That. Isn't that French though, Pathé? Oh. Anyway, yeah, so that was the, that was their sources of information. So um, you, you and, know, we're, we're, uh, we're lucky. Their lives, believing that, believing, yeah, that, that they could not have possibly been misled mm. about the risks being proposed and about 
um, how much their sacrifices were helping the country, which makes them literally like some of the best people that have lived uh, here, but they were used by a really ugly machine. And that machine's not gone away. Nope. And this is, it's that machine that I think we're, um, we're dealing with right now. And I would say that it's shown itself that it's, um, it'll go to any lengths to push its self-interest. And Mm -hmm. in, in this respect, um, we have to, I don't know, hope that there are sort of competing elements higher up the chain such that it, you know, scraps fall off the table for us, <laughs> us dogs at the bottom, right, who are, who are begging for, um, well, at this stage, I guess, uh, an, a smidgen of freedom that we had or we thought we were entitled to um, a few a few years ago. <laughs> been disabused of that notion and like i say we're probably likely to get disabused of it far more once these um deep learning algorithms start tearing into the genomic data with the medical records etc and um like i i think you still need a human at some point in that loop um but you know who which which humans are going to be privy to the information etc and if russia maybe thinks that its self interests aren't being served at the moment um i, I don't know but you know the, i i also look at um in russia they they they've got digital ids rolling out etc and um all all sorts of what we would consider dystopian measures as well. So the, yeah, again, who's, I I always say it comes down to which, 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 uh, which tyranny do you want? Global homo or trad? Trad trad family uh, tyranny. (laughs) Call me biased, I'll go with the trad family one. And so um, right now, if, if Russia's spiking their tires somewhat, then I'm um, well, I wish them Godspeed, I guess. Godspeed, good luck. Which brings me we can we can finish on what I wanted to drag you into the, the stream, dude, which is uh this this list. Oh, Kenneth Myers, yeah. He was the uh yeah, he was the... I was going to say he was the director of Ditra before, uh, uh, before Weber. Yeah. Um, so these are well shadow members in the U.S. military biological research, and this is just one slide of a bunch of um, slides that have been put out by the Russians. Um, some of it's a little blurry. Um, I can make out George Soros, Open Society. And I'm not sure what the Hunter Biden, I guess that's Rosemont Seneca, uh, investors, NCOs, NGOs. Um, 
I can't make out what that pentagon contractor is on the left. Meta is that Metabiota? I, I see Terra or Tool, the terrible tool. Yes. Um, so there's a something that doesn't get mentioned enough is Incutel, I think. Um, as a, you know, I wonder how much they gave to Moderna. Oh, boy. Incutel is the, uh, it's an investing, like a hedge fund, if you will, of, uh, that represents a, the portfolio of investments made by the CIA. <laughs> uh, and it's my understanding that many of the investments are, uh, not even fully declassified. <laughs> yeah. At some point, it's like you know, there's so much, there's so many redactions in the document. Why, why are we even talking about it? Yeah, it's um, well, they just they they hope that they can just you know get away with it. I guess there's a pretense to um, transparency and law and things that you know, there's it's still public institutions, whatever they whatever they might think right they they well may, maybe not now but they they were initially sort of set up that way and the ever see my meme <laughs> <laughs> that's great dude <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh man, so yeah. many freaking redactions. Yeah. Yeah. Um and you know, it's and again it's across so many different levels, layers, organizations. Um where do where do we stand with um you know, to trying to pick it apart when you know what they what they do let us see i i would you know i put into um damage control right so we can we can take a bite out of them right now with diffuse documents right but they can um i i, I would imagine that's been factored in and so mm -hmm. you know you have a DAZAC eco health type infrastructure in place, and you hope that that doesn't get blown. When it gets blown, boom. Okay, then we've got to, we've got to think about next stage. Hope that hope that the mob is satisfied with uh, DAZAC and uh, eco health, and hope nothing else gets um, picked out. But then you know, it eventually it it you can take bigger and bigger chunks. But these are just public facing. Um, organizations so we can take a bite out of uh, NIH NIAID um, okay mm. but I, I, we will never ever get to the core of the issue because it will always come under national security interests and you know when you know okay we might wrap up the public you know an incutel maybe but no doubt have got something else that they can just always fall back on in in these types of uh, scenarios. And I, I would, you know, sort of long-term sort of people should steal themselves for 
this type of um, struggle. National security will always trump the public's interest to know. Always. It shouldn't be like that, but it, it will be. And, you know, I'm, you know, I sort of take the view that we can, you know, but by taking a big enough bite out of them, they they have to reorientate, and you know there's an inertia with that, and um, it sort of stops them or makes them sort of re reconsider certain elements that maybe would have been less favourable to us on the on the receiving end of all these programmes, etc. But you know the yeah, you know, are we are we going to get all those documents redacted? No, I I I don't think so. I mean, Kennedy being a prime example, right? They still won't release all the documents. No, no, uh, there's still a a sizable contingency of well-meaning people who believe that uh, you know the. All the details, revealing all the details of the Kennedy assassination at this point will, uh, I don't know, liberate the United States, <laughs> yeah. uh, however you want to word it. And uh, you said something earlier that I, I'm I'm coming around to myself, Kevin, and that is at some point you just have to, boy, accepting sounds like giving up. But it's a strategic decision. Uh, you know, this, whatever this larger agenda is, is still marching forward rapidly. Mm. And um, and it will showing that uh, a couple of specific people or an agency or two was involved, stop it. If it did, if we, if it really was the case, then... Let's go for that. But if it's if it's just going to distract us while the bigger thing keeps on going, and there's no and and we lose time, perhaps trying to uh, reveal this this massive civilization altering data mining uh, experiment, well, then that might not be the right way to go. Uh, wow. But we don't have a whole lot of time to choose either because I think that's what the, the JFK people kept thinking. You know what? Just two more months, just one more year, and we're going to expose that. It wasn't just Lee Harvey Oswald and his his, his poorly tuned gun that, that did all of this. And and now it's, uh, what, 60-something uh, years later. And, uh, you know, we're, we still have YouTube. Now we have YouTube shows talking for hours on end. Still can't get to the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I th I I think there's a lot of I think we can walk and chew gum, right? So I don't I don't think there's um, the legal stuff is in it's in there right now. And like I say, if we can take a, a bite out of them, then what we should do because um, you know, you fight to your last breath in that instance. But the the these programs are maybe unstoppable in any 
frame of reference that we we think that we could bring to bear through legal channels or i mean yeah short of um completely imploding all the all the countries involved to the point that they're but but, but they're all libyas proto libyas waiting to emerge <laughs> um they even then that's no guarantee right <laughs> they just they'll still keep they'll still keep uh trundling along because they've got safe houses and money stashed away and all, all sorts of um uh hard points that they can retreat to so you know i'm me personally i'm of the opinion let's let let's in the public domain where we we can operate we need to keep that like a japanese zen garden right and make sure we know the position of every pebble and um pine needle and keep it well uh, well maintained and hope and hope in doing that that the uh, the more darker elements operating in the background just realize that they're they're running out of um space in which to run their um current types of operations now maybe in asking for that i can see a scenario where well they they may as well just lose any pretense to the idea of what we consider to be functional societies and freedoms and um laws and they may as well and they may as well just bring in the tyrannical uh boot at that point and um who knows um the if there's a data gathering component of this and i think you and i may be in disagreement as to exactly how much more is required and that's that's cool uh, uh but if there was and it, that's long term it would be very difficult to uh implement that in a uh a, a, a post-apocalyptic society mm. um uh, you know people need to be happy and and going back you know you, you listen to multiple views you know i think that the uh you know what with brendan o'connell has put forward here you know they, they're going to build nice cities you can have nice restaurants everything's going to be comfortable uh uh while at first you go well why would nice things be built for people if you want to oppress them well it would be a wonderful thing to give people if you just want them to be relaxed and submit their lives to medical experimentation that would make a lot of sense to me now if it's mostly about power well maybe you don't really need to wine and dine people quite like that uh in that case that may not be the way it goes um so uh, again you know we we will continue to have this fruitful hopefully open and productive discussion you know what is the bigger agenda you know maybe it doesn't impact all countries the same maybe israel us canada europe south america maybe there's places which are 
which are more likely to be valuable for data collection and other areas which have less genetic diversity, which would be somewhat less valuable because you know you only need to sample so much of the population before you uh, maybe the computers just stop finding patterns. Uh, so you know we'll we'll talk this out and when we can make these projections and then I think you know having some potential projections can help us understand uh, you know what is uh, you know, Things like, uh, you know, do, do we really need to be worried about society completely falling apart? Well, I mean, it's always a possibility, but uh, if if the hypothesis that we need data collection is correct, that would seem to be unlikely to happen. Um, that would mean that the agenda is not being met in that situation. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, but... I I'm I'm sort of of the opinion they probably got most of the data. Well, they've got a time slice of data, right? And but they've got an awful lot of it. Now, you know how how long it takes to run all the analysis because you don't again you don't know what you know you might need mm -hmm. to do newer analyses further on down the line and you've still got a look i've got data that um i've n never even got close to um looking at beyond the sort of cursory look at the raw data as it's coming out and making mm -hmm. a jots in a lab note um have i applied the right statistical tools to them etc no i haven't and you know maybe there are um concepts and um frameworks that have still yet to be developed that you can go back and use to leverage data sets now you know i can understand the argument that you would want to track each person through time to better fill in the the dots but you know one of the features of these um you know sort of hidden macoff deep learning type approaches is that yeah you, you you can take essentially what looks like noise um and e extract stuff out of it so say so, <laughs> maybe they have the computing and the frameworks available um maybe they uh, we don't uh, i don't know uh, i guess oh well, we don't know yeah. we don't know i mean we're i mean but I think the the it's important that we acknowledge we don't know, and then you know we uh, you know we make projections based upon is it close is it really far away oh it's not it's not clear I mean as a uh, you know with I don't have a background in genetics but I do a background in uh, in operating system development device drivers and. And I was always blown away at sometimes how hard it can be to get even simple things to work in complex environments where you need to run on, uh, you know, multiple iterations, multiple configurations, multiple operating systems. Sometimes we would have platform independent code. It is, it, it's a lot of work. And the human genome is a million times more complicated than anything I've ever worked on. And we didn't even really have the source code for it. We just, have some values and some crude correlations.
but there's probably more known than than is being disclosed. Either way, uh, you know, we 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 keep open. We voice the unknowns. We voice the you know what directions it would go in based if it if the unknown is this versus if the unknown is that. Um, the uh, was, there was something uh, uh, getting a little bit later here, but there was one more thing to uh, mention based upon some of the good uh, insights that you just had there. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, something which has been uh, we've seen in the news mentioned the alternative media at least has been willing to talk about it is to highlight some of the. Uh, the rapid evolutions, or at least the mentioning of advancements of uh, synthetic embryos, synthetic, uh, you know, growing um, humans outside of, or synthetic wombs, excuse me, growing humans outside of a, a natural environment. Uh, probably there are, I, I have the best man for my wedding many years ago, they had some challenges. They needed to, to seek a, uh, 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 another mom to help out with their child. Um, so there might be some cases where, uh, you know, this technology could be, uh, incredibly beneficial someday to some families who have, uh, to have challenges. And I totally understand that, but, there is this really spooky possibility. I mentioned this to a few people where imagine if you will, all right, uh, you want to, or, or some scientists have this idea that they can make uh, targeted genetic modifications to a brand new fertilized egg, right? when it's super small and they want to see what the impact of that small genetic modification is. Well, it's very difficult to do that at scale with actual pregnancies. Um, and you'd have to measure it. You know, you have all of the different ways that the, that the update could be made, the timing of it. Maybe you want to update multiple values, et cetera. Okay, now, now compare this to the possibility, okay, of having a factory where you could fertilize eggs. I don't know how you would even get them, a hundred thousand at a time, and then you make your a variety of updates to all one hundred thousand. You see what happens after two weeks. You collect the data and then you flush them down the toilet, just like in the Matrix. And then boom, let's get another 100,000 in here. So you can effectively test uh, updates to millions and millions and millions of people in a laboratory environment in a way which would never be possible if you were actually well, that's, testing that's on real people. It's in place because there are, you, you can do experiments on artificially fertilized eggs, human eggs. Well, uh, there you go. It's, uh, uh, yeah. Up to two weeks, I think, is the um, cutoff. But well, I don't know. Maybe things have changed in the last few years. But it's but and people have been desensitized to this, and I know there's that whole debate. But uh, 
to, to, to think that it's just done at such a industrial scale. Um, uh, I, I, it feels Kevin, like at some point we really have crossed a line. Um, and God's not going to be too happy with us going down these paths. And, uh, it may be, I fear that maybe, uh, and, and, uh, Pfizer has openly stated that they want to do this with their next vaccine for RSV. They want to, uh, the, the, uh, the preferred group of people are women of childbearing age, not even pregnant yet. Okay. And maybe I could already see it play out. Maybe it backfires. Maybe there's uh it doesn't work out so well. Maybe there's some birth defects. Oh no. How are we going to save the human race from the horrors of RSV? Well, fortunately, we can use this factory technology now. Uh, uh, just throwing some stuff out there. It's really, it's horrifying the directions that this stuff can go in. Maybe sometimes things are meant to fail to create enough popular uh, support uh, for an alternative, which otherwise would have seemed grotesque um but people are like well hey you know what it's just a, it's an industrial scale it can it can it can collect data so rapidly uh that it effectively fast forwards uh the data collection process the evolution process what have you um all yeah. things to think about all other dimensions of what may be going on right now um, it's all on the table, man. Yeah, it's all, all, on, the all on the table, all on the table. And I, again, I would just be remiss without, again, riding the hobby horse in here, which is um, all through the biowarfare lens, because you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. It is biowarfare. It's uh, it's biowarfare used to uh, to justify the research. It's biowarfare used to make humans available even if they die during the experimentation for this it's biowarfare used for other geopolitical resource agendas you know even if the in some cases the threat may not be as big as it's portrayed doesn't matter it's it's it is part of creating the fear justifying the response etc so uh even if anthrax letters didn't kill a million people it's still biowarfare. Um, it's it's the fear of it being used to uh, to manipulate the population and so on. So, yeah, intent. Um, the, the intent yeah. was there. Whether they whether they pull it off. Look, um, if I catch you trying to strike your lighter outside my house, and that there's a there's a slight smell of gasoline around, um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay a beating down on you. Whatever, right? It's just it's the way way it's going to be, and you know, you you say, "Oh, yeah. your house didn't burn down." Well, yeah, this time, right? So, this is <laughs> this is why intent is important in in this yes. um in this discussion, right? And you know, th this is why you know I'm I'm less concerned about the more futuristic I'm, I'm not going to say science fiction but uh, uh, futuristic scenarios um 
it, it's not is not my immediate concern. My immediate my immediate concern is five years, ten years, and I, I I would I would say right now is you know again two bubble gum and walk right. We we can hold try to hold people to account as best we can in in the current environment, but that window will surely close for sure and you know we have to make sure that in a year two years three years that we're we're still aggregating data and um putting putting it out there even though it seems hard at the moment um you know little cracks in the dam appear and you know you you can grab a few more people and and you know I'd, me, I, w- I would just be satisfied with, you know, it's a, over multiple generations is to get this information out there. And, you know, I, I would imagine 60 years ago, you know, how many people were delving into JFK and looking, looking at the evidence there and um, doggedly pursuing it. And how were they getting that out, you know? Magazine. You want to be the guy in uh, Shawshank Redemption who gets out of prison, slow and steady, breaking mm. away the concrete. Mm. It's not. It's not with a lot of fanfare. Um, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. It's gonna be many days. It just doesn't feel as though you you chipped away much. But that's the guy that got out. Uh, again, I know it's a fictional book, uh, but that's the guy that got out. Uh, um, I, I, as I thank you for the, the positive words about the little video I did today. Um, we have, you know, some of our biggest challenges are, uh, you know, uh, how, uh, how much, uh, or how readily bad conclusions are embraced from both sides, if you will, of this debate. And, um, and, and, and so, uh, have, you know, take, take, for example, the Stu Peters movie, have people died suddenly? Well, <laughs> it certainly does appear. So, um, have they died from reasons which have the movie has suggested? Well, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, has the uh, pursuit of understanding why this seems to be happening now. Uh, uh, did, did that get advanced by the movie which starts off promoting the Loch Ness Monster? Well, I don't think so. Um, I'm not sure how many people who were curious about this before watched the movie all the way through. So did that Did that help? I, I want it to help, Kevin. I really do. I'm not sure it did, um, but it gets a lot of attention, a lot of flash, tells people what they want to hear, at least some people, by his confirmation. But, you know, work that you're doing, especially the work that I'm doing, it's slow, it's steady, it's methodical. Um, but I know it definitely is breaking down that concrete little by little by little. I wish it could be done faster, uh, but there would need to be compromises made to do that. And uh, you know what? Uh, 
this this was not my plan to do this. I'm in my fourth year of doing this full time right now. This was not my career choice, dude. Yeah, same. And uh, <laughs> it would be wonderful if if you know if it could just be done. I guess, but it's it is what it is, man. Uh, you know, I don't want it to take any longer than it needs to. Why would I want to drag this out? <laughs> If I could just get it done, it would be great. Um, but this is this is the way the battle has to be fought. And fortunately, you're here, and uh, you know Saint Nick is here, and uh, uh, many, Jonathan many, Cooper many. is here, and yeah. um, uh, Charles, uh, shout out to Charles. Charles Merry to, Christmas, bro. Uh, John, John Brisson. I think of your name. Trying to think of her name, uh, the uh, Doctor Diner. Oh, Joanna, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's and, people uh, working, working and across. Doc, and uh, it's just a long, long, long list. And I'm sorry, I'm not even thinking of all the names, uh, but uh, it makes it easy. <laughs> I know some of I know some of you guys now better than actual. People have worked with side by side, you know, in the tech industry, um, which is good because I guess we're going to be at this for a while. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, best case scenario, that's that's what's happening, uh, or yeah. that that happens. I mean, God, God forbid, it's um, something um, well, far more. Just just use the first for the first level of the parking garage, and you'll be all set. <laughs> First level of the parking garage? What does that mean? Well, it's just, it's hard to die being thrown off the first level. Oh, all right. Okay. okay. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> yeah, I can live in a bungalow from uh, now on. First, first floor houses only. There you go. So uh, uh, I, I, I do have to scoop. This was great. Yeah. Unexpected uh, little Christmas gift. Thanks for having me well, on the show. Well, let me. Any um, any other names on there quickly before you run away? Just uh, oh, any in. any that are new to you. Let let me. We can finish with that. Is, is there any? I'm name not that... familiar. I haven't heard of Wordsworth before, or um, uh, or 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 Dalston. I'm not familiar with either of those two individuals. Well, they're private companies, um, so Pfizer yeah. and Intel. So it's all yeah. Uh, we know of uh, Francis Collins and uh, Frieden's. Frieden's a funny guy. I he spooks me. They all spook <laughs> me, dude. <laughs> um, well, not spook. They creep me out. Is more more than anything. Uh, you know, disgust me. The, the the one individual, in spite of the uh, the terrible name, Tara O'Toole. Uh, you know, uh, she, she came from relatively modest, uh, background. Um, you know, there were no, uh, you know, from what I can tell spooks or, you know, billionaires in her family, it was more of a, you know, very middle-class Massachusetts family. Um, so... I hope 
that you know means something but i'm gonna uh, go from that time. jawline and uh neck dimensions uh it should be nathan O'Toole. Wow. <laughs> just, just saying um if you have the capabilities to figure that out good for you <laughs> 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 well what what i ca what i feel confident is in doing is quick let me find it is myers family though is uh big time spook big time myers uh Detroit, yeah, it's, yeah. i think it's kenneth myers the third or the fourth so you know other, other russians do they have grounds here for um suspicion as it i guess um, the um, I'm sure they do, but it may not be characterized uh, properly. Um, uh, you, you need to get on that Pappy Putin payroll. <laughs> well, dig into okay. So dig into some of the records which came out of Georgia, the nation of Georgia, mm. um, regarding um the medical testing from i can't remember which company it was but you know but yeah. i would say it was like a it, it was a vaccine if i remember correctly and there were just people falling left right and center right but, um, yeah it was like it was a uh it was some hepatitis i want to say it was a hepatitis it was the therapy that i found it was actually the the medical countermeasure mm. seemed to be more involved with their uh the outcome than the uh than whatever it is they were exposed to initially um so while the at first glance it looks as if wow there was uh, uh maybe some type of uh, vaccine test maybe they were testing a vaccine maybe there was even a a, a pathogen leak from uh, the research facility a lot of the deaths seem to be the death records anyways that that were shared by uh Diliana's organization or whoever she represents right um it had mentions of a gilead product on there which was not remdesivir but was some other type of funky antiviral and it appears as though uh you know this this antiviral is this it, it really does potentially meet the definition of a military countermeasure if you if you take some of these products early enough and i mean like at the moment the stuff is being gassed into the population you're probably going to be pretty well protected it's going to shut down a lot of the systems or protect a lot of your systems for a little bit that would otherwise uh, uh, respond negatively to the agent in the air or if you take it, you know, one or two days later, it's gonna it can help you. And if you take it more than several days later, well, it may either not help you or be detrimental. And hence, that's the this that's the uh, the chameleon nature of remdesivir, where in some cases it can be beneficial, and in other cases it can make things a lot worse. Um, were they testing some of these antivirals? Uh, uh, with uh, military personnel in Georgia uh, uh, 
upon exposure to some type of biological agent. Um, maybe that is a better way to describe what was actually going on there as opposed to, well, maybe there was just a leak and they just wanted to help people out. They, there might have been other uh, data points which were being collected. So saying it was a vaccine test, I'm not saying you're saying that, but what may it look at first just look like a vaccine test might have actually been a way to to test the timing of medical countermeasures, different medical countermeasures, administration time, et cetera. Yeah, I might just be I might be conflating that, Nick's um argument with my recollection of the Oh, I don't think you so. are. I've talked with Nick about this a little bit before. Um and uh it was actually only like two or three weeks ago that I observed that myself. I mean I didn't find any new documents. I just looked at them in a new way. Mm. Um, you know, it, here we go. I was biased against like remdesivir in a, in a big time way at first, but the, the research papers kept telling me that there were times when they could find ways to have improved outcomes with remdesivir usage. Okay, so even though I was biased against it based upon stories that I've heard, um, there was still reports that suggested otherwise. So you have to open up and you go, well, what do they all have in common? The earlier you use it, the better it is. And I don't mean just like 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 almost unnaturally early. Like who knows? that they just got off the train sitting next to an asymptomatic infectious person. No one's going to know that. Unless, of course, you just happen to be spraying a bottle <laughs> yourself. It's, it's so early, it suggests that you almost need to have knowledge of the dispersal of the agent for well, it to be beneficial. This is where these um, chip arrays come in with um, they've got so many sensors on gene chips and um, uh -huh. what have you. It sort of can give you a real time high, hyper, high sensitivity, broad, broad spectrum type um, sampling of, uh, of the environment. And then, um, yeah, I, I guess the, the, other corollary of that is some um, device that you know has a built-in sort of pharmacy, whatever, on your sleeve or something. That that's part of the MBC um, countermeasure PPI, I guess PPE. Sorry, not PPI. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you're sensing and delivering, you know, so the minimal amounts to be uh, therapeutic so you're not getting into the disease states um and the uh, as a civilian that would be difficult it's I, I understand what you mean though but um and perhaps technology will be there uh you know or, or continue no, to advance I, there but but in in a military immediately context, for the military yeah. i could see it being uh especially if these are being actively used right now either on the battlefield or as part of psych psychops uh 
uh, I can, it, it would, I could see immediate therapeutic value or strategic value of, of these, um, uh, these antiviral uh, medical countermeasures. Um, um, well, you know, that's, that's the landscape on, in which we find ourselves and yeah. as the civilian population in this, we, um, we have to navigate it as well. And, um, you know, like I keep saying every stream, you know, our job is to get to the other side of what these bastards are, uh, are doing. And, you know, the, you know, most immediate sort of analogy that I could give, you know, if there's a, you know, if you live in a village on the, line of contact in Ukraine, right, you probably, you're, you're probably at that point not that fast about who's firing which shells that are landing on top of you, right? Your job is just to get mm -hmm. through the night to the, to the next day. And so, you know, you, one, you don't go for a, uh, an evening, um, stroll to help digestion after dinner. <laughs> you know, there's some common sense things that you, you do in, in that sort of particular scenario and just imagine that scenario but just stretched out uh, across time that we don't know a sort of in, indefinite end to it and all, all I would uh, or, or to finish up on that because I know you've got to get um, going but the um we have we have to make it such that uh, the civilian space is kept as sacrosanct as possible from the predations of uh, I guess military industrial complex is as good a analogy as um, any, but the yeah <laughs> what a classic clip. And remember, that was Andy Weber, who followed uh, this is the Myers, right? Actually shaking the anthrax vial in Ukraine while standing next to Senator, Junior Senator Obama on the trip with Luger. Uh, it's... <laughs> Look, this... And I said those were anthrax labs that went missing. I mean, and now he's just showing up with a. It's just. It 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 may be nothing, but it's you know. It's no, so I I, I don't think it's nothing, dude. Because he's he's the one who was going round. Like I say, encourage everyone watch eighty thousand hours podcast with Andrew Weber and him. He he sounds orgasmic about how they think they've squashed the existential threat from biowarfare, chemical warfare agents through mRNA platforms. And oh, the, the, about that. the problem that we have is that, I don't know who the other people are on these screens, but when you're dealing with essentially technocrats or, or bureaucrats, at this level, they don't have scientific experience. They're they're going to be reliant on the ten minute 
pitch that's given as they they're getting debriefed, right? So he he's a believer in these uh, in the technologists themselves being able to sort of untie the Gordian knot that we're we're making for ourselves. And you know, I'm sort of of the opinion that we should. Um, rather, rather than always looking for ever more technical solutions, which is the current paradigm, is is a, a much more harder block on um, the research itself. Because if if anything's become apparent over the last few years, it's the, it's the research itself which drives us into the um, into the space we find ourselves at the moment. And it's a it's a self-reinforcing shit show, is what it is. <laughs> and remove the um, remove it, the incentivization that exists in these programs would be my solution, and that includes across private and public domains. And make it such that it's um, excruciating in terms of punishments that's brought down for people that that are not who are breaking the rules in this instance. That the the academic pursuit and the medical countermeasure pursuit is well, it's existentially dangerous in in where it leads. I would argue. Yeah, um, we we have to we have to um, be be ever vigilant. And then the prize is making it very difficult. It's <laughs> I don't know what they say behind closed doors, mm. but uh, it's it's not money. It is, you know life extension and human enhancement mm. um and call out the bad players because there is i'm sure very hardcore competition but you you could get you could this. get the life extension aspects of it that right you, you enough people who go for that research and it's what most medical research is predicated on <laughs> there's there's no there's no I'm with Francis Boyle on this there's no justification for this um, type of research to be done in the context in which it's done and there, sh there, there should be very very strict ethical boundaries that just should not be transgressed in, in this environment you know <laughs> let's let's not go down the pathway of Hundred thousand fertilized eggs being flushed down the 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 drains. Um, oh, I, I I'm with you. Uh, I, I'm with Francis Boyle on that too. That's, uh, but uh, the I just think the, uh, the it, there's there's. There's a seduction with what is possible. Um, and you just know that 
uh, if I don't know how many parties are actually playing at this, but if one party or two parties say, you know what, Francis Boyle and you and weapon inspectors, whoever else, you guys are right. We are not going to be subjecting people to testing anymore. Someone's going to figure out, you know what, but if we just bend this little rule, it's innocent enough, but it's the lead. It's it, it, my statement, Kevin. Isn't that I agree with that? My statement is 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 the is 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 trying to be cognizant of how much seduction there is and drive to push it, which makes it very very difficult to hold it back. Um. Uh, <sighs> Well, and you know, there's just an axiom in science of if if it yeah. can be done, it will be done. And mm. you know, yes, we have to we have to have some realistic expectations. Um, but you know, the well, look, I, I, from my perspective, I could have I could think up a innumerable ways to have avoided the situation we we are in but well there are always vested interests that are going to be um pulling pulling the strings and you know i guess uh henry kissinger doesn't want to let go of his stem cell um access i don't know <laughs> these are these are this this, this is why term limits um Asset limits, all the, all these things need to be sort of. I, I, it may sound very um, idealistically communist, I guess, um, but yeah, that you know you shouldn't be well profiteering. But then you know <laughs> we've made all sorts of rules and laws against uh, profiteering from war. We still do it though, right? Yep, big business. <laughs> now it's just harder to catch, right? <laughs> right. Anyways, man, I'd love to talk for another hour, but I really do need yeah. to get some sleep. Well, thank um, you very much, and pleasure. Uh, Take care, man. Merry Christmas, to you and yeah. the audience, and Merry Christmas and the to you, bro. We'll be in touch again soon, man. Yeah, right, bye. Take it easy. Well, there you go, folks. Well, that was. Um, uh, Deeper, longer, who were Mrs. Stream than I was intending for Boxing Day. I had something uh, a little less um, in depth, but uh, yeah, at least we at least we got um, we touched on briefly the uh, the Russian accusations of weapons uh, or biological weapons. I think that is the lens that we have to be looking at all this through. Um, we need to be doing everything that we can um, to uh, stop um, well, uh, bleeding into public uh, space. Um, beyond that, I, I don't have much. Well, I have, I have this to add uh, for all those people on that list. Guilty. Um, and with that uh, rather large 
uh, inhalation of vape and uh, bacteria off my thing. I'm going to wish every. Oh, yeah. Uh, you might have noticed uh, a, a QR code of tyranny down in the corner. Um, that's, uh, that's our... Um, you can do that now. If you want to support this stream, you want to support this type of work, you can just scan that now and you can use Apple Pay, GPay, uh, whatever um, online uh, didgeridoo that you use um, for payments. And that, that can go to keeping the lights on in the dojo, can keep me um, developing <laughs> stomach ulcer. I feel like I've got one at the moment. Uh, I've noticed I've got to be careful with these things. It does. It does give you stomach acid. <laughs> you can't. It's hard to judge. It's not like smoking a cigarette where you yeah I can. <laughs> um, you can just keep you keep sucking on these till uh, the the actual nicotinic uh, effects really kick in. Um, so uh, yeah, to help Kevy not have an ulcer, <laughs> use the QR code down in the bottom corner and uh, send a crimbo greeting let me just check if anyone sent a uh beyond what we do have um oh yeah one more and um let me just say thank you to um i'm not sure east coast uh, either philly or new york and uh, yeah you can play big boy um Thank you, thank you, thank you for the dono. You can have, uh, let's have a legit sign list again. Work, damn you. Not working? Oh. <laughs> what is the matter with this? Did uh... I I'll do, uh, what's his face? That is me. Uh, I am a legit scientist. It's all published and she, she. Right. That's it. Uh, I'm out of here. Take care, guys. God bless. I will see you uh, in the next stream. And um, ho hopefully I'll have had time to scroll through those documents uh, a little more. Although I, 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 what I did see is a lot of repetition. So um, <laughs> we'll see if I can extract any more out of them. Right. I'm out of here. Take care. God bless. See you in the next one. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these peppers. I will fucking kill each fucking pepper. I swear. <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they actually say. Fuck these peppers. No fucking vaccine or ever. Oh, that's right. 